Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? Just a uh, wonderful, wonderful episode. With uh, I, I laugh because I always say wonderful. I need another word. Just a tremendous, tremendous episode with Jonah Ray, who I, I was just so surprised that uh, we hadn't done one yet. Uh, we talk a lot about our kind of uh, strange relationship, and he is always uh, a delight and very, very funny and uh, candid and glassed and platted. Uh, so everything is pretty normal. <laughs> what am I, just catching up with you? Everything's pretty normal. Uh, anything uh, show-related, Pete Holmes show-related, would be on PeteHolmes.com. Any tour dates, uh, right now there aren't any, but anything that's added will all be on PeteHolmes.com. Who knows when you're listening to this? Maybe maybe a lot's been added since this was recorded. Uh, this is the past. You're listening to the past right now. So go to PeteHolmes.com. Also for the holidays, uh, YouMadeItWeird.com. Still t-shirts and stickers and all that sort of fun stuff if you want to give a fellow weirdo a weird gift. Uh, before we get to Jonah, let's get to the sponsor. It's uh, now playing in select cities inside Lewin Davis. This is the new uh, Joel and Ethan Coen Brothers movie. Joel and Ethan Coen Brothers movie? It's the Coen Brothers. It's their new movie. I, I haven't seen it personally, but it's supposed to be fantastic. Everything I hear is that it's fantastic. Fantastic. I'm definitely going to go see it very, very soon. It's the story of a young folk singer navigating the Greenwich Village folk scene in 1961. Written and directed by the four-time, four-time Academy Award-winning filmmakers Joel and Ethan Cohen, starring Oscar Isaac from Drive, whom I love, who's fantastic. Carrie Mulligan, is she also in Drive? I'm Googling it. Who is the girl from Drive? Hold on. It is! <laughs> She's great. She was also really great in Shame. That's also good. But that's not the sponsor. So go, go see Inside Lewin Davis. Oscar Isaac, Harry Mulligan, both from Drive. John Goodman, not in Drive. Garrett he- Headland, not in Drive. And Justin Timberlake, not in Drive. But you should go You should go see it. Inside Lewin Davis, thank you for sponsoring the show. Guys, enjoy Jonah Ray. Uh, okay. Happy holidays. Can I say that? Sure. Merry Christmas. Hanukkah's over. <sighs> Just, just go eat some cake. Hey, record. Hey, record. It's time. Are you okay? Oh, yeah. No, I don't get hungover. What? But you're in your 30s. No, I don't get hungover after a bottle of wine. You know, when you say... But it gets you drunk? It does get me drunk. How's the... Uh... It was one of my favorite drunks last night. It was. It was great. Did you enjoy it? I did. I, I liked it a lot. Okay, good. Because I thought we had fun, but, you know, you never know. Well, Emily apologized for you, and I said there was no need. Why? Because you kept on calling me a sidecar. I did call you. I rem- yeah. No, I remember that. It wasn't like I was blacked out or anything. I yeah. even apologized. I was like, you know what I mean. Kumail's a big bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you it, know was, what it I mean? was like, it was after, it was like, it was like you had said it and then you like riffed around and then you came back to it. It was like, what I meant by. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was still. And I know those kinds of things too where you say the joke and you keep on going and then you're like, well, yeah. That's for some reason that's still in my brain the time I said that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized that it, it might not have come come across, you know, just the best. But I, I felt like it was an extension of a joke that you and I have, which is that I make whenever I go on stage with you, I make fun of Kumail for for yeah. blabbing too much. Yeah, hogging the stage. Yeah, I do it. Uh, <laughs> These like are the jokes, person. by the way. I, yeah, Kumail yeah, is no, one of our good friends, one of my best friends. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine and yep. a business partner. Oh yeah, you got um, that TV show. Yeah, but uh, and I like, you got the live show. I do the joke of the physicality of just the subtlety of just the elbow in front 
It's of like Kumail. It's uh, there's when like you're a, on stage together. Well, it's like he'll like you know even if we have to stand oh, side by it. side. There's a little bit. Does of Does he a, do it? Uh, no, I, I, that's how I make. That's how I make fun of it. I think that's very funny, and I bet yeah. it's true. Yeah, yeah. There's there's weird body language things that. Wait, didn't we talk about that? Wasn't that one of the we tried to figure out the science of why we don't get along more? Uh, I don't know. I yeah. I know. And there's a bunch of ideas I have. One of the. Uh, <laughs> And I'm sure you got some, too. No, we've talked about it yeah, before. Yeah, we talked about it. I was actually it. thinking about it last night and, and a little bit this morning, and it, it actually started making me sad. I was like, I don't know why. Why aren't I kinder to Jonah is something that I thought. Oh, I would have never assumed that you weren't kind to me. No, I mean, everything is to your face. To your, to your, I was going to say to your <laughs> dumb face. Yeah, my dumb face there. That's the, I think that's the only insult I've ever... I don't, I don't recall dumb you face. ever saying anything to me that made me go, oh. Well, it, I, I guess it's a... It's, oh, then let's explore the idea of a relationship where you're in like exactly the same circles. Yeah. We've hung out socially and stuff. We They're, have each other's numbers. We have each other. And, you know, I actually remember, and I think I told you this, that what was it? You texted me. I tweeted something about being bored or something. And you were like, hey, we're going in the movies or something. It was very sweet. Yeah. I think I saw that you, yeah, you, some bored or lonely or some kind of, you know. Yeah, cry maybe. Cry for help tweet. Yeah, one of those cry for help. Yeah, do yeah. I do those? No, no. Not as bad as some of our other friends. Some of our friends. You Steve know, Agee. Steve Agee. <laughs> Steve Agee, Dustin Martian, um, Mel Stevens, Allie Ward. I was going to say the king, and I I don't think I'll get in trouble for this. Matt Pronger still does the humble brag. Oh, he does. <laughs> he can't. He, he, like, launched that site or, you know, yeah. that account, and yeah. he still does them. He still does Does he a- know that he was, like, retweeted by humble brag, like, more than anybody? I and don't he know. can't stop being like, oh, it's a vine for my trailer. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, we get it. We get it. Duh. Uh, I, lo- I love you, Maddie. I love I love uh, Maddie B. Yeah, and you know no. what? I've been guilty of a humble brag in my in my day as well. So it's you know, not like the worst thing. There's I'm a just... sliding scale of humble brags where you know I uh, I you know I was really excited because I, uh, I I got to do a small like just a tiny voice on the cartoon Adventure Time. Yeah, there you go. And like I uh, I took a picture of the call sheet because on the call sheet is also Maria Bamford and yeah, it's a call sheet for Adventure Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite cartoons. Yeah. And uh, I took a picture like I was excited about it. Yes. And. And then a, you know, a couple of people said Humblebrag. Well, and, you know what? Oh, go and, keep going. And like a, a, another friend of ours, uh, Eric Appel, even before Twitter, our friend Eric Appel, like he would, you know, we were working on Andy Milanaka show, and he would like show people sketches, be like, "Oh, this is the thing we did." Yep. And people would go, "He's always bragging." And I was like, "I don't think it." I thought it was at first, but I think it's genuine excitement about what right. they're up to and what they're doing. Well, what is so off-putting about a brag, really? I think it, I think it's two-tiered. I think one. It's uh, you don't like that they have something you don't, but I don't even know if that's the biggest slice of it. Do you think, I think a brag is a, a is a projection? I think most things that bother us are projections. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, that's why I think the bigger problem is that they don't have the shame that we want them to have. Yes, that's that, what bothers. And us. that and that's and like getting shame. back to so that's what bothers me about you. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh no! No, it's a. Uh, oh, that's know. the same thing with Marin. Why don't I have any shame, or why aren't I embarrassed? Is that yeah? What you and mean? I think, uh, and I, and I, it's a jealousy thing where it's a you. You just go balls out, and you have you. You just right. really don't um, seem to have like a care about. And I always think about the scene from uh, adaptation. Where, oh, you know, movie. the brothers are being chased in the yeah. swamps and yeah. he's like, those those people that you asked the girl out and then they were making fun of you and I felt all this shame for you that you had no idea. He's like, right. I knew, I just didn't care. Oh, God. 
And that's what a, a great scene. It's a great scene. But, you know, and I don't think this is going to be a surprise to you at all, is that I, I feel great amounts of shame. You know, you're, we're all yeah. just striving. I think you and I and everyone, we're all just striving to, for lack of, I always go to dance at a wedding. Yeah. It, took, it took me a long time to realize that, like, people that dance at weddings and, pe- and even embarrassing moms and dads that are, yes. like, doing the chicken dance and, oh, yeah. and singing along in the car or, or whenever an audience is at, asked to applaud in a certain way, they get up and boogie and yeah. kiss cam shit. Those people, like... That kiss cam shit. Uh, like, public spectacle, like, stuff yes. that you're supposed to be like, no, I would never... Yeah. like. What I've what I've really learned uh, at this age, it literally took me thirty four years to figure out, is like those people should be kind of applauded and require effort. It requires yeah. effort. You know, the kid, the guy in adaptation, the fictional character, yeah. does know he's being made fun of. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I was I went out dancing recently. I was in Boston. We were in a bar and there was music and I was dancing and it was it was fun. But I was like, this is like bad dancing. Like I'm not a good dancer. No but tall f- guys can dance. Of course, we're the lighthouse in the sea of dancers. Exactly. And and everybody looks to us. Yeah. And uh, it's a problem. Well, the problem is, is that any any dancing looks silly. Yes. But ours is magnified. Of course. And that's the only reason it looks our, bad. Our arms move like the fucking iron giant. Like, yeah, exactly. Like you can see what we're gonna do before we do. Exactly. It. Scale it down. Everyone, <laughs> like everyone Donnie Darko. See. Everyone has the force when it comes to watching us dance. That's right. Yeah. That's why they get out of our way and they're embarrassed. Yeah. But I, so while I actually enjoy what you're saying, that is me trying. See, that's why last night was a good drunk. Last night was a Pete doesn't give a shit drunk, which is a special drunk, which is a nice drunk. And had very. It didn't have that much to do with the alcohol. I kind of felt that way anyway. Yeah. But that's the guy that I'm trying to be all the time. But then I think just to relate to you and, and, and uh, you know, to a lesser extent to Marin, who will never hear this, uh, is the idea that when I, I tailspin, like I'll read like something that some, I can't read comments and stuff anymore. Even, and there's even no reason the, to. Even on the podcast, even 99.999% of the, of the comments on this podcast will be nice and I'll check them on the first couple days. Yeah. But then somebody will just be like, someone will just say something and I'll, I'll just hark on it and I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting better at being like that's one person's opinion Who, yeah. what does that matter it doesn't matter Yeah. but the, I think it's just shining a light on the fact that I believe the good ones you know what I mean and that's, that's really the true. problem yeah yeah, you're believe, Why, you're yeah you believe it's like you, you're like reading these you go I know I know this is yep. good this is funny this yep. is great and then you see the one bad one and you have to believe it if you were believing the other ones yeah Right, yeah, yeah, and then, but then you want to go. Well, what's wrong with this guy? Let me investigate his personality. Yeah, that, that's right. And yeah. then you write it off, but you never go like the person that said, "I'm a genius." I'm never like it's just some loser in his mom's basement. I'm always yeah. like, that's probably like a good person. Yeah, I like don't. I don't. Person. That's a, that's another weird thing. It's a praise. It makes some can make me uncomfortable. Really? Uh, and uh, it's like when someone well, see that's the thing is I get that I feel that from you. I feel yeah. like. I feel like you kind of are uncomfortable with a lot of things. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like oh, all no. deep. I'm just saying. No, I am. I am. I really am. Uh, you feel uncomfortable. It's not. Yeah. It's, there, there are some people. I just want to be clear about this. Please. There's some people that when I'm near them, they're uncomfortable and it radiates and it makes me uncomfortable. I am not uncomfortable around you. People are not uncomfortable around you. Yeah. In fact, I think you have a calming quality. But I get the sense that the artist in you is an uncomfortable person. Yeah. You know, I... Uh, Anytime someone says they like me, or uh, you know, you get the tweets like uh, you're you're one of my favorite comics, or sure. something like that. I immediately my response to them is, "Well, you're wrong," because <laughs> like you know, Why? the one thing I have confidence is that I know good comedy. 
And, you know, that's, you know, one of the worst parts about my brain is that I, it's like, you know, I'm on a show and you're like, you were the best. And I like, no, I wasn't because this guy's joke was fucking perfect. This yeah, performance, yeah. did you see the riff that Pete went like, uh, I could, yeah, sure. I could break down. I'm such a fan of comedy. I love it so much. And yeah. it, it make it destroys me every time someone, you know. You know, I can feel that off of you. You know, what's funny is I've based my opinion of you based almost solely on your opinion of you. <laughs> Isn't that wild? I, I'm saying this in the in in the Bennett for uh, for the sake of exploring a relationship. Yeah, not to be hurtful. I don't really know your stuff. I see you with Kumail. Yeah, but I don't. I haven't heard your album. You know, this isn't no, me being totally an fine. asshole. Like what an asshole. Yeah. Most people that come on the show, I haven't really heard their stuff. I don't go out of their way to research them necessarily. Yeah. Why would you? You exactly. see them all the time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't think of like I'm going to throw on Jonah's uh, album. You no, know what I mean? You shouldn't. So similarly. What am I? <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> if you knew it was good you for you, should put on like Dana's album or Dave Anthony's album. You know? uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't. So I, I'm not familiar with your stuff. Yeah. But I think the reason that's worth mentioning again is because I think I have absorbed your own opinion of you. You going, I'm a fan of comedy. And and this this is weird. I go, oh, that's Jonah. He's the comedian. He's the fan that made good. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's he's the he's Rudy. I, and not yeah. because you're like a runt or anything. Yeah. But you you uh, feel like a guy who feels like he broke in. Yeah, I always <laughs> I'll always forever feel like the guy that came in through the back door. But you're so funny. But, and that's the thing. When I hang out with you, <laughs> how many times have I just looked you dead in the eye and been like, I forget how fucking funny you are. <laughs> or times. done Nerdist or something and yeah, I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. And that's actually one of the weirder and something that I am going to stop talking so much. I'm so sorry. I haven't done podcasts in a while so I'm no, excited. No, no, it's fine. But it's like, like we're, we, you are so funny, and then absorbing that sort of your feeling of like I'm no, I'm not. People start to believe that it's like the reverse of like someone who's so confident, and then you're like he's not that great. If you look, at, you look at him, and that's kind of a thing that makes me do that stuff. Do what is uh, to you know I I'm so afraid of taking any ownership over anything I do or any kind of confidence because in the fact that someone's like he acted like he had a good set, he didn't. Yeah, because you know, someone's always going to want to. Tick you to the other side. You know, they're either going to feel bad for you or, God, yes. you know. That adaptation thing, man, I forgot that, that that part really gets me. It's in my head all the time. And But you know what's great about it is that character, Charlie and Daniel Kaufman. Daniel, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Charlie and... You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> That's what's great about that movie. It's like they'll throw in just yeah. like, that's like a non sequitur. Like, yeah. why is it all intense all of a sudden? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It just changes it's a the horror tone. movie all Because it's incredibly helpful. Yes, yes. Truly. Should have done that. <laughs> Donald, yeah. Donald. Donald. Donald, yes. Donald, Donald, Donald. So much better it's than It's like Daniel. man versus horse. But he, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> an exploration of the criminal and copper, the same character. Oh, you should call mom. She's really good with structure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's. But that's okay. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, a real mood movie. Ma- oh, yeah. Magnolia and adaptation. There's something dark about those films that, like, you want to watch them. I want to watch them when I'm going through some shit. Yeah, yeah. That and uh, Mystic River, like Mystic River. Just man. like you want to grieve. That's because I'm uh, I'm changing the subject. Anyway, yeah. what I'm saying is Donald and Charlie Kaufman, the genius of that film, is the same guy. Of course, yes. we we know that there isn't. So what I think I'm going to surmise what we're saying is, and this is a big thing for me. That we all have Pete dancing at a wedding, and we also have Jonah thinking he ate shit. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We both had that. We've gotten off stage, even when it's gone well, and I've been like, they're, they're, they were wrong tonight. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, if it's a good thing, if confidence and, and kind of not hearing the haters is a good thing, I feel like I have done better uh, than you. Yes. In that regard. Oh, yeah. That's sure. what you're picking up on is like I seem to have that like – like you'll hear me say to an audience, you're wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't think that's your thing. But that's not, that's not what I want to see you doing. Oh, no. I know. It's uh, – you know, that's the thing that – and it goes along with a lot of like the way I like my art and my artists because I find you to be one of – you're one of my favorite comics to watch right now. It means a lot. Thank um, you. And uh, it's just – you know, because you, – you know, you have you, you have the jokes, you have the performance, you have the the sketches, you have the voices, oh, yeah. you have the bits. You have oh, you hit man. like all like my favorite parts of watching a comic. Yeah, um, and t- the ability to break outside of it momentarily to you know reference it. You no, know. sure, sure. Uh, but at a breakneck speed, that's why I like your comedy. Um, Thanks, man. But you, what like the 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 perception I have of that is that you know it. And it's kind of like yeah, uh, Jimmy Page. I know you know how to play the guitar like a motherfucker. Yeah, but I don't need a fucking five minute long solo. Yeah. to show everybody that yes. you know how to do that. And that's the, you know it goes along with my music. It's like in my art. Like ooh, ooh, I, yeah. I got it. I got one. Yeah, no, finish that. Oh part. yeah, but like that's what that's what I yes. like about. Uh, it's like I like a kind of a oh you like a you... Charlie Kaufman. Yes, yes, Charlie Kaufman in his movies yeah. adaptation. It's like the perfect film for us to be talking about as yeah. a basis for the exploration mm-hmm. of this. Is because in that it's a movie about how he couldn't write the movie. Yes. And you you resonate with that. You enjoy that. Yeah. Whereas what came to mind when you were talking was that uh, Letterman uh, one time said that his job was showing off, basically. Somebody, they didn't say like summer, it was Charlie Rose, he and Charlie Rose, one of the newer ones. There's a couple Charlie Rose interviews that are great that I recommend. But he he said, he's like, uh, you know, I show up and we go to the writers and then basically I just go out and show off for an hour. Wow. And that's and that's what it is. It's yeah. it's showing off. The guy that uh me that would be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be embarrassed if I were at a party and thought people thought I was vying for attention socially yeah. in the re- real world does want to show off professionally. Yes. You know what I mean? And no, you do, and you're great at it. Like, I remember the New Year's last year. You just fucking pulled out a guitar and started singing oh, laser songs. Yeah. Oh, God. And I'm, I'm looking at you going like, well, fucking, that's great. <laughs> but of course, just like you see when you see someone fucking dumb dancing, yeah. I always have the same thing. I see someone like dressed out of the ordinary or something like that. My first reaction is like, well, you fucking idiot. I wish I could not care. Yeah. I wish I could. I wish I did could. Did you have an that. older brother? I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's not the pro- not necessarily the problem for me. The voice in my head. I'm just, it just that, that tell, like when I go through my Facebook photos and I come to New Year's and it's me playing the acoustic and I'm just red faced and just belting out "Say It Ain't So." Yeah. Uh, there is a part of me that goes, I have both. I got Charlie and Donald in me. Yeah. And Charlie is probably the funnier one, and Donald's the one that goes on stage. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I look at that, and I'm like, what an idiot. But I'm also like, he's having fun. But I think I think we all have that. Uh, we all have a little Charlie and Donald. Um, you got to If you haven't seen the movie, just take a two and a half hour break. <laughs> Join us. Yeah. I, I just, you know, we there was, uh, there's times in my life where it's, uh, you know, I do have the I'll I'll be goofy and I'll be goofing off and I'll be kind of center of attention guy. Sure, I immediately feel shame. Uh, so if you've seen me at parties, you see that I more often than not uh, I'm in a corner. 
Mm. I like I like I, I'm always I on my back corner. tool. Um, as a big guy too, I think that's a good sure. thing to do. Of course, we yeah. don't want to be a load bearing beam if something goes down. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. It's like everyone survived <laughs> thanks to the death of Jonah, <laughs> yeah. the tentpole hero. They'll call him. <laughs> Kept alive, more valuable comedian. Yes, that, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. headline yeah, in exactly. your head. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite things. Uh, me and um, me, Ryan McKee, Ron Babcock, and Anthony Jeselnik were all driving overnight to do some shows in uh, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was like a car that swerved in front of us. And, and Jeselnik was like, oh, fuck, that was so scary. I can see the headline now. Anthony Jeselnik and three nobodies die. <laughs> That's great. And, it was, and the, that was the thing. I think Anthony, uh, who I've known for years, <laughs> but like uh, that was it was before he had any kind of like yeah. notoriety. He was just another guy like all of us right. slapping away right. the mics. Um, but like he used he his whole perception of uh, doing stand up was like every stand up is kind of like oh whatever I'm a dork I kind of I right. suck or and he goes that's a perfect joke yeah yeah that and thing. so he is like what if a comic just fucking owned everything yeah, yeah, to yeah. an extreme level right and that's that's why like I, you know we always got along because like I loved that idea that but I, I yeah. I'm drawn to that too that yeah what uh, it was Amir Blumenfeld that told me about Jesselneck and he was like this guy tells a joke and then tells the audience that it's a perfect joke yeah and we all. We're kind of like, oh, you can do that? Like, we did yes. come from that school where we're supposed to be like, just kidding. I'm not even yeah. saying what I just yeah. said. And, yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. And he's exactly. like, I said it, and I'm looking right at you. Yeah. But, uh, you that know. Was a big, that was around the same time where a lot of comedy, a lot of jokes were, and by that I mean this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, the joke was always, I'm like this and this and this. And by that I mean this. Right, right, you know? right, right. And I didn't, and I went up to him and said, shut up. And by that I mean I said nothing and I went home. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of, you know, that was, a uh, I think, stuff coming out of, you know, uh, uh, that was a lot of uh, I think New York at the time, like kind of the Berbiglia uh, people coming uh-huh. from him. There was uh, it's funny how you can tell like Who a lot their of their influences. Yeah. yeah, well, New York is very it's very like Berbiglia uh, centric, where it's um, it's kind of like highfalutin like New Yorkers, where mm-hmm. it's like a lot of like New York comics are you know like Joe Mandy, Ma- Max Silvestri. Uh, Sean O'Connor, um, they're kind of like the Faye New Yorkers, mm-hmm, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, a, well, I've never been on a subway, but I do know you're not supposed to fart in a tuba. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. weird, mm-hmm. absurd. But and then if you go like all oh, you guys in Chicago, that could have been any of them. By yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all great comics. Yeah, sure. You know, and you know, and uh, Mulaney's in there, and you know, he like his early stuff also very like. Now I've never been, or it's like right, a, right, right. Um, and then if you look at Chicago, all of you guys uh, is what I call. Uh, that's why your album, your first album title was the perfect, because I always considered all Chicago comics, like, you know, you, Kumail, Bronger, Kinane, um, all these guys, TJ, uh, TJ and it's a, uh, it's incredulous wonder where it's, you can't believe how awesome something is like, right. it's like, can you believe this? Right. I mean, can, who does that? Right, right, right. You, know? you know, I think we actually, you know, uh, I, I certainly had a lot of that occurring naturally, and but I think we saw that in TJ a lot. That he had that attitude. He infected all of us a little bit. We, yeah. owe, we owe him a debt in that he figured out that you could insist on a perspective and just really be yes. like, have you seen, have you seen this? You know, yeah. really, really fun. Uh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> no, I, I, what I love about that, what I love about that is that. Uh, no, I wasn't saying you yeah. didn't take it anywhere. I no, was just no. going to let there be a moment. You can let it be a moment. But yeah. I, I do like, you know, I, I like the fact that there's 
you know, even this late into the uh, internet game, there's still a bit of regionalism uh, mm. when it comes to developing styles. It is nice. Yeah. I actually really like that you said that because uh, a feeling of a belonging to some sort of tribe, especially by the time you get to L.A., yeah. you know. It's a horrible the, place to start. Well, that's way. actually interesting. Did you start in L.A.? Yeah. That's Okay, that goes back to our, our weird relationship. As my yeah. first introduction to you was those Super Deluxe videos. Yes. And I remember, I don't know why, but I saw your face, and I just was like, "That's <laughs> it's a it's it's not a face. It's just no, no, it's not your face. No, it no, just... no. But it's this. This isn't a face. This is just kind of floating white mass with uh, eyes kind of white set, and a guy that's trying to show his jawline all the time, non-existent jawline. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, that's not what I meant. I saw your face, and for some reason, you had an album on a special thing. Like, you put out a seven-inch Yeah, I put out a seven-inch record. And then you had that series on, on Super Deluxe. So right away, and this might surprise you, I had this weird jealousy towards you, where I was like, who's this guy? You had the album where you were shooting yourself with your fingers. Yes. And, like, it, you, I, you, to me, represented the unattainable hipster seal of approval. Oh, really? And an L.A. seal of approval. Oh, weird. So I, I associated you with like hipster approval, LA, West Coast approval. Yeah. And like uh, Super Deluxe was like paying a lot of money at yeah, that time. Yeah. This is a website that well, went under because yeah, it was gave... Turner Broadcasting's. Uh, you know, was it? Yeah, that was who owned it. Oh, I didn't know that. And it, they shared offices with Adult Swim over on William Street. And then give Atlanta. you, they'd give Bobby Tisdale $10,000 to jingle keys for a baby. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, like they, I'm not putting down Bobby. Oh, but no, no. But if he was like, that's the idea, they're like, here's like $10,000. Yeah, I was getting uh, 5000 per episode to make the episode. And that I, is just preposterous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So, but like what we did though, it's you know that we we were making the videos. Me, Neil Mahoney, and Peter Atencio. And See, uh, a lot of the names you know, I don't know. Well, Peter Atencio, he's the guy that's directing all the Keen Peel episodes. He makes that show look like a million bucks. Okay, go on. Um, and then Neil Mahoney, you've met a bunch of times. He uh, he's just been an old friend of mine for a long time. I know Neil Mahoney. Yeah, you do. You do. You've met him. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't fucking, for your listeners, say, oh, Pete knows everybody. Oh, Mike, I made a face. Yes. I made a face. I enjoyed the fact that this wasn't a TV show for a second. It was like, <laughs> I bet I I do. enjoyed the fact this wasn't a TV show. There's a, Something you can say now. There's a couple, yeah, there's a couple of people that like, I could meet them a hundred thousand times and they'll just yeah. never, it's like a piece of lint to a sweater and they'll just always fall off. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so like the, we split the money and then put all of our money into making the videos look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh. so it's, a, you know, and then when the site launched and I saw the amount of money other comics were putting in their videos, which wasn't that much. Yeah. It's like, you know, uh, Chelsea Pretty doing, you know, you know, man on the street or just, person. yeah, I was just, <laughs> I was like, oh, she's, she just made a lot of money off of this stuff. Yeah. You know, and that I, was a, that was a really weird gold rush. Yeah. And that was when I was introduced to you. And so there was already... Yeah. Comics need to be careful that their first impression of somebody, especially, and I'm not proud of this, but if it's like you have and I don't have, then you'll probably have some sort of weird resentment towards that person, potentially. Yeah. I, you know, it's that's funny. stupid. Yeah, I would have never thought, I didn't know any anyone, I, I, like I never expect people to know who I am. Even, you know, I put out stuff and I do stuff and, you know. Right. Well, that goes back to the you're my favorite comic and you're like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. I just... I don't know. My 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 idea of doing the stuff is just kind of just make stuff and do stuff and that you like and that is fun and 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 you know try to keep your eyes on your own paper. But see, that's that's like the perfect. That's such a you know that's a very me kind of thought. I think. Yeah. You're you're you are. We are very similar in that way. You yes. know what I mean? Like, 
I honestly think one of the things that makes our community tight is uh, is money. We never talk about or care about money. And we shouldn't. And we shouldn't. But I, yeah. I honestly feel like you'll get, in other circles, you'll get more of a what does that pay oh, sort of really? thing. Yeah, I, honest, I think that's one of the big differences between. Yeah, and, and we're fortunate to, you know, we're all... We're all fine. Yeah, it's, it's weird because even you know some of our friends who are not comics like that are artists. Mm. You know, like uh, artist friend of mine like recently revealed that he only makes like, like a little bit of money a year. But I was like, but you're hanging out just like everybody else. That's great. Like you, right. you keep up. You like, and it, which is a testament to how nobody talks about it. Nobody cares. No, we all act like we're not making any money, which actually yeah. goes back. I'm, I'm actually thinking of like maybe like a Laugh Factory green room. Yeah, and our green room. Uh, and I do I do both of those from mm-hmm. time to time, not very often, but from time to time. And it, it, it all comes down to dick, uh, money being the money dick. You roll up a couple hundred thousand dollars into a dick yeah. or whatever, a couple thousand dollars. I shouldn't have made it that much, but it's like a, a, a dick. Uh, that's an overt that the, that club the club scene often will be more of an overt fucking yeah. Whereas we're and you're all you come up on this podcast from time to time, uh, and I, I you've probably heard it, which is no, like I when, don't listen to this. <laughs> I've listened to a few. I listened to the first uh, couple minutes of the Matt Meyer episode. So one one millionth of it. Yeah, it's the yeah. longest. <laughs> it's the longest episode we've ever done. Yeah, yeah. But we're the. We just talked about this with John Gabris, which is this scene is the the play is no play, and you're the king of play is the play is no play. Meaning you're Jonah Ray. You want to have sex with your wife, and you wanted yeah. to meet your wife, and you want to do well on stage, and you'd mm-hmm. like to be given a TV show. You have been given a TV show. Yeah. All these things are true, and those are things that a dick does. Those are things that like I, I don't mean like an asshole. I mean like those are things that are intrusive. Yes. Those yes. are. Pl- Plays that are intrusive. Those are wants. And those are wants and desires. And you yeah. got them by acting like you didn't want them. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all go around acting like we don't want to get laid. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's more of the play. The play is no play. You go yeah. to the Laugh Factory, the dick is the dick. And that's why there's going to be a little bit more talk about money. There's going to be a little bit more talk about status. And show, yeah, How do you get and- that? I, has anyone ever said how did you get your agent or whatever? I, you can't go to you can't go to the improv, and I love the improv without yeah. somebody probably saying something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not a scene I've ever. You know, I came from yeah, I came from being in bands and stuff like that. So you know, the the scene that I found myself gravitating towards was a scene much like just you know, especially in Hawaii when you're coming up and playing in bands, you know, there's no way for it to end well there's no way and it being in like a punk band in hawaii there's no way it's going to end in money it's only going to end in the ability to just keep doing it and like something doesn't get in the way of doing it and so that's what i've tried to do with everything i've done in comedy is just the, the do it so you can keep doing it it's interesting yeah but then i feel like you're in that scenario you're going to hit some wall where you're like you then become like a slave to the thing like maybe at some yeah. point you don't want to go on tour no that I'm right I'm there right now I don't <laughs> want to do stand I don't want to do stand up anymore you don't no, I'm so t- like I someone say you never have yeah ah, that's, true. Burn. that's true I would be the first one burn I know self you burn. self emulation I just burn. I'm just a monk right now you're the monk <laughs> yeah oh my god um I just like burning you yeah no no it's that's fine um <laughs> The uh, it's, it doesn't hurt because that's a joke you could have said to anybody. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So go on. Um, you don't want to do stand up anymore. Uh, no, I'm just getting burnt out on it. I was. I found myself. In, I found myself in the middle of a, a 
of a, a bit recently on the road, and I stopped in the middle of it, and I was like, does anybody really care what another white dude has to say about anything? Mm. And I just kind of was like fed up with the... And I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm liking... Uh, I, I still like stand-up comedy. I just don't know if I have anything specific to offer into it, anything different mm. from a, just another dude... You know, talking about turning 30 and being scared or, you, yeah. know, you know. Yeah, that makes me nauseous, but I agree. I hear <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. And, you know, then I see a guy like uh, like Rory Scovel, who I fucking love. I think he's one of the best right now, too. Yeah. And he's just doing whatever he wants. He's just having fun and being weird and letting letting himself go wherever he wants to go. Mm-hmm. And then if he wants, he can go into a bit because mm-hmm. he's a good writer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, get, I get jealous of that. And... Of course. Yeah, we all do. We all have a little bit of Rory jealousy when, yeah. you, when you see him go up. And I don't know if he's stoned, but he's acting like he's stoned in that he's so comfortable, he's so silly, yeah. and he's just being so himself. But Rory will tell you, he goes on the road and just eats, eats dick. Yeah. yeah, not, yeah not all the time, but he'll have these bad shows. He came on this show and talked about that a little oh, bit. Oh, really? But I, I understand what you're saying. It, 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 it breaks my heart a little bit. But uh, at the same time, I don't. I don't know what to say. Yeah, you know, I've been quitting since the day I started. That's pretty much been my life in stand-up. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, okay. So going back to Donald and Charlie, the yeah. Donald in me, you know, and we all, and we have to have both. In yeah. fact, uh, for my taste, there, uh, like someone like Chris Rock doesn't have enough Don- uh, Charlie in him. Yeah. I'd rather he be more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I love Chris Rock. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, Pryor had a lot of Charlie. In him, yes, and some some Donald too to get up there and really you know sell it and all that Definitely. sort of stuff. But he was so vulnerable. I can't look at Pryor's face and not feel. First of all, I, I do feel like pleasure. I go like, "There's the funniest guy," yeah. and then I also feel like there's a, like a sad guy. That's sad, a sad guy. Guy. That's the thing I think about a lot when I th- see a comic I really like. I think to myself. You know, Brent Weinbach is one of, another one of those guys that just is fucking incredible and so different from anybody else. Um, and it's just, uh, I think to myself, man, I would love to do stuff like that. But do I want to be the kind of guy or live the kind of life? Or it's like, you know, Kanane. It's like, you know, Kanane is so funny, but he's this, like, wandering scamp that eats pizzas every yeah. night in a hotel room by himself. It's like, And I, I think he's so funny, but I don't want to have to live that life. Uh, if well, that if it, like having that material means having to live that life, I like that I have like a dog and a cat. I like that I have a wife that I love. I like I like staying right. in at night and watching Netflix. That's that's what it is. You know what? It, while I'm like, why aren't I more kind to Jonah? That's because I know I have a natural aversion to what you're selling. Yeah, and I I don't mean that I'm right and you're wrong. But when I told you that I was going, I was trying to make a four-night-a-week show, yeah. you said... I remember this conversation. I remember? think about this all the time. It was really? Before, it was before it was even really an official thing. Yeah, no, I think it was before the pilot, even. It was, no, it was right when you... No, I remember now. Tell it me. was right when... It was downstairs, and it was right yeah. when you started doing this podcast, and I listened to a couple of them, yeah. like when you started, uh-huh. because I wanted to like see what you were up to. Sure. Um, and... Uh, and I think also that's a very good thing to do if you're in a scene is to like really be aware of your friends and what they're doing. I yeah, I agree a, with that. Yeah. You know. um, but I, I listened to a couple and I said, oh, you're really good at interviewing Pete. And you're like, oh, thanks. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Jonah. Just blind yeah. confidence. <laughs> I'm the best. I am the best. That's my impression. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> I love that I choked on my own spit. Yeah. While I was trying to be calm. That's if I if anytime anyone like brings up your name, I just throw out the I'm the yeah. best. Ah! Which is this 
which is the it's the loud I'm here I'm Pete Holmes yeah. like, sound it's the like alarm a, like a horn yeah it's like yeah. and then it's the to almost hear. to yourself uh, which I've heard you say before to yourself while writing it and I'm like I'm the best I did not yeah you did I did yeah I said I'm the best yeah and I also remember one time after a show uh, it, we were all up in San Francisco and you oh, said no and you were just like oh. it's just so hard being, it's so hard being uh, affable and nice for all these people <laughs> what did I what was I doing it was after like doing a live you made it weird oh and I said it was hard to say hello to the line no 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 it was more like you said it was just hard to just like you were tired oh. and I think you were a little like it was like right around the time where it was like you weren't sure if your show was getting picked up so you were uh-huh. just kind of stressed yeah 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 and I remember yeah, you're yeah. just like I'm, I'm, so, I'm so tired so of funny. having to turn on Pete but Holmes. here's what's crazy is when I I think when I write in my notebook and say I'm the best it might even be for your benefit there's this weird war going on here's what it is it didn't is. seem like you saw me standing there is that true that, yeah because I said you shouldn't have done that Oh my god! I think I remember that. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that <laughs> because it's incredibly helpful. Uh, these are uh, but, adaptation references. Yeah. But the uh, thing- oh, but what I was gonna say, yeah. we were downstairs, and oh, then, yeah. um, I said you're really good at interviewing, and I uh, said thanks. I was like, uh, but like you know, interviewing podcasts. I mean, what's that going to get you? Like a talk show? Yeah. You don't want that, do you? Yeah. And you said, yeah, it's the only thing I want. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and that was, I think that was a huge. Um, realization of a split with us. Right. Maybe there was a feeling I got. I don't know about you, where or I was like, well, then I'm not like I don't know, like you know, because we're both tall white guys. Yep. Um, and there was there's just an inherent, uh, just by casting wise uh, in L. A. There's always going to be like we're going to go out for a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. As far as that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's it's like oh, we need a big white guy. Well, there's those two. Right. Um. And I think there was a thing in my head where I was like, I've ne- I've never wanted to host a show, right? I've never had any uh, desire to. I I've like did not like I've like flat out told like there's been offers to like it's like you know host different like pilots and stuff like that, and I always tell them no because I have no yeah. interest. I have no interest in real things. I only have interest in fake things. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. What do you mean? I I don't I don't care to you know I worked in like magazine I wrote on magazine TV shows for so long and right Ron Tomato show and like stuff at G four and E and um, I just I'm I'm tired of just being a guy that uh, comments on something that already exists I'd wow. rather be you know I it, it all kind of came to a head when I was working at the Soup I was writing on the Soup and uh, about a year after I heard like you know someone's gonna be taking submissions uh, for another show I think it might have been Conan or something like that I was like oh I'm gonna get some of my you know sketches that I've done here mm-hmm. together, and maybe send those in. And then uh, I, I kind of, I was like, oh, I remember this one killed. I found the script to a sketch. This one killed, and I didn't understand it. So I showed it to my friend Paul Bonanno, who I was working with, and he was, uh, I was like, what is this? What is this about? And he's like, oh, that was that show. It was a sketch based off that show that was on for like six episodes on uh, TLC. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. But what? What? Why is it? Who's this guy that's supposed to be being made fun of? He's like, oh, he was just like in one scene in one episode, and we all and like I was like, but this this thing killed. Yeah, and now it's nothing. Yeah, it now just, it's absolutely and it did this. It just disappeared in your hand. Yeah, yeah, like it got like burned in the past, and now in the future it's just dissipating. Right. Like it drank from the wrong cup and yeah, Chris, Last Crusade, and it just you know f- flew away, and then I realize it's like 
I want to be able to, in years from now, go back to something I made and still be able to enjoy it. A body of work. Yeah. yeah. But like, and not have it be referential of what the time is. And there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for that. And I think a lot of people are great at it. I mean, like, like your show with the, the, the bits you did, like the X-Men stuff. Sure. It's like, it's been really good. And it's like Amazing. very, you know, and that, that stuff, I believe that can still, you can still go back and watch those. Like you can right. still watch all the bad mans. You right. Know? Um, but I, that's when I realized like, I wanted to stop doing stuff that was so referential mm. and, you know, focus on things, you know, fake things, things that I make up completely. Oh, things. I see what you're saying. Yeah, fake things. Fake things. Yeah. You just want, because then they'll be evergreen. Yes. Yeah. 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 You don't want to do the talking dead. No, I don't. You know, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't, I don't want to do the talking dead and I don't want to, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to do that kind of stuff and, you know. It's just it's it's it sucks because then you end up having to say no to a lot of uh, gigs and a lot of money. Yeah, because I'm able to also like produce and write on stuff. So like I have to like just no, I don't. Really, I, you yeah. ha- you've done that? What said no? Yeah, to a bunch of stuff. To a couple like even like a couple hosting gigs. Really? Yeah. That they were like talk about Jonah Ray's picks. Yeah, the just, top three MP3s. Yeah, of the week. yeah, just uh, you know stuff like that. And so I had to I had to say no. Wow. Um, and because it's just. I'd rather I'd rather focus on you know, but that's respectable. That doesn't that doesn't seem like a Jonah Ray move. And I say the Jonah Ray that you're projecting. Yeah, it's it's something new. It's you know it's something that happened when I when I got married. And you know you find when you get married, there's with, with what we do, there's always so much um, stuff moving around. Nothing's really for sure. Nothing's certain. Not even relationships. Not even friendships. Not even where you're living. You could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I get married. And there's this one now. There's this one locked groove, uh, you know, to put it in record terms. There's one locked groove now in my life that's just there, and that's going to stay there, you know, as far as I can see. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be the rest of my life. And then you, when you have this constant in your life, you start to re, you start everything else kind of shifts, and you change the perspective of everything else you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started, you know, doing stuff to, uh, you know, I was like, well, why do I have to keep on doing stuff that I don't want to do? Just because it'll get me more attention or more money, because uh, attention and money doesn't mean a thing when you're dead. You know, nothing means anything when you're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it's uh, I don't want to have I don't want to you know I, I want to just focus on doing stuff that makes me happy in the process because the process is all we have. And you know, and you you learn when you have something like you know a wife or something like that or some something kind of you, life is every day. Life isn't just like I got that show at the end of the week or I got that you know shoot next week or i'm gonna get that show next month mm-hmm. it's a it's a, you, that's an easy thing to do when you're you know a comic or you know in the in the arts and so i realize life is every day so you should start treating every day as if it's like another thing you have you're like you're gonna do yeah and that's that's kind of been my, my living the year. day you know it's yeah. funny that i think comedians have to learn that's very very beautifully put i think is is one of the things that uh, i had a similar realization where you have a show at eight o'clock and you'd realize that that would ruin the rest of your day when you're yeah. starting because yeah. you think you're thinking about it in fact every time i eat a, a big meal before a show i'm actually very grateful for that that it didn't ruin the meal and yes i'm able to talk to friends and see a movie and the movie doesn't magically become about my set that night yes you know what I mean? yeah, yeah yeah exactly so i know what you mean and, that, and that's a very good uh, a very good point what, what what was it about being married that helped you realize that um, I think it was just the, the locked groove aspect. Like it's like here's one thing that's now going to be constant in my life. Yeah. So you you then you you project that you just like you know you 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 push the button and all these other things light up. You can yeah. kind of see this pathway. What did it green light you being like? I need 
more goodness. This is a good thing. This and is it's a good set. thing. Why don't I make more set good things in my life? Yeah, I think so. You know, and it's it's someone that's theirs. You know, so when I was I was at the soup and I wasn't very happy, and uh, everyone there nobody is, eating soup is happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love soup. Yeah, top five soups. Do you love soup? I love soup. You love soup. Yeah, my top uh, my my uh, number, top five, number five is uh, tomato. I love it. Okay. Number four. Tomato. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Number four is... <laughs> is that a cream uh, tomato? Is it like a Yeah, yeah like light. a creamy tomato. Cream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number four, matzah. Yeah, matzah soup, sure. Uh, number three is... Just like chicken uh, soup with a couple like Christmas ornaments. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, miso soup <sighs> is next. Hanukkah ornaments. Miso soup is yeah. my next yep. favorite. Okay. Uh, carrot ginger. Nobody really likes miso. Oh, even, I love miso. Even at the restaurant, they're it's like, like have it for free. I get it. It's great. Miso like, soup is great. And what is it? It's like a powder you put in like hot water. I'm not even going to tell you my number one favorite soup of all time. I want you to. I'm not going to. What was number two? Uh, it was carrot ginger soup. Carrot ginger soup? Yeah. Tastes like a juice someone heated up. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want that. I don't need that and I don't like it. What's your uh, number one? Can I guess? That. No. Sure, go for it. Will I, if I get it, will you tell me? Yeah. Based on your weird soup tastes, it's not something like minestrone or like a relatable soup. A relatable soup. <laughs> yeah, you didn't like any relatable soup. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying where was to be uh, where was chicken noodle? I'm not hack when it comes to my soups. All right. <laughs> I, I like the Criterion collection of soups. You know what? I lo- where's lentil? I love lentil soup. It's lentil. It is. <laughs> 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 Top five soups. We'll be right back. <laughs> uh, I love that it was lentil. Yeah. Well, they're all vegetarian. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they're not vegan. Yeah. Um, maybe lentil. So I was working at The Soup, the television program. <laughs> and That's how we got to top five soups. Yeah. And I wasn't uh, I wasn't happy. I was dreading going to work. I was getting really bogged down. I was like not, you know. Uh, I think this is an under, underrepresented thing. Uh, just to reassure you that yeah. I like this topic is the idea that you can get these jobs. There's a lot of people listening to this that might be like, I don't understand. And to be honest, I wouldn't have understood either. Neither would I. It's like you're working at a TV show and, and, and I appreciate that you're not having the pop-ups of like, look, I could be digging a ditch or whatever. But the truth is what you're doing is what you're doing. And then when you're doing it, then every day is every day. Yeah. These, these are your terms. And then you're just kind of – you, you uh, uh, acclimatize. You acclimate to the idea of, the, of that's your life now. You write for the soup and it's no longer a dream job. You know, the, yes, the, the, exactly. stone, the wet stone you picked up at the ocean is dried off by the time you got it to the towel. Yeah. It's not fun anymore. And now you're just writing shitty pop culture jokes or, yeah. whatever, or whatever it is. It's not fun like a wet stone, as you put it. Uh, you know, every what? child's dream of playing with oh, a wet stone. Oh, God. That was well put. <laughs> it was I stone. stole that analogy from Mr. G, my guy who uh, taught me computer graphics. And, uh, yeah, it sounds said, like something a computer graphics guy would come up with. Well, when you print out... A drawing that you did on the computer, it looks so good on the monitor, oh, okay. like a wet stone, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. print it out and it's all drawing. I think you should have completed the analogy. Yeah, well, well it wasn't worth it. But um, I wasn't happy. Yeah. And I wasn't fulfilled, and I wasn't, you know, I was making a lot of money, mm. uh, and that was another realization. I was like, this money is coming in, but it's not making me happy. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Deanna, my wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, when she's like, you know, because we kind we we rent a house and it's a little bit of a stretch for us financially, hmm. and she's you know we don't have to rent a house. We can rent a tiny apartment. I don't give a shit. If we're together, I'd rather us be happy. I'd rather you be happy and doing something that fulfills you. And it's something like that that makes you just want to fucking you know conquer the world. Yeah, it is kind of a lovely thing. Yeah, it's 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 great. And you know we we do that is love. We, well, okay, so this is, this is kind of a weird place because that was so beautiful. But what I think. Uh, 
we have these sides of us. We have these different sirens calling us to rocks and stuff. And when when it comes, okay, you kind of left out a part of the story in my memory. Oh. When we talked about hosting a late night show four nights a week or whatever, yeah. you you said something like doing it every day. That's, or yeah, something. Yeah, you yeah. said something very like, "What are you crazy?" Yeah, it's every day. Something is, every day. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah every, every day." day. Yeah. <laughs> you get to be in the river. You yeah. know what I mean? You're always moving forward. Yeah, and uh, you're not having like a weekly show or a monthly show where you think you're, you you just have to jump into it every yeah. day, every day, every day. Now I understand when you said that it actually twinged me a little bit. Like, oh, what, could I be able to do that? And I remembered it when I started to do it. But here's here's the thing. And again, in the spirit of you know analyzing the relationship to better it, yeah, is I I think you to me represent. Cancel the show, put on PJs, eat popcorn, and watch a movie with your wife and and your and your pets. Maybe yeah. not cancel the show, but maybe don't book a show. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I, no, no. Oh, you're completely right. Right. Yeah. And I, and that again is a reflection of me. I I don't perform necessarily as much as I certainly could. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially since the TV show's been going, I I just. I'll perform uh, rarely. But, once, you, but once you're performing every day on your show. I right. Mean, well, that, you know, that, and that satisfies That's me. another thing that we could talk about some other time, which is just, you know, why isn't the show being fulfilling you as a performer? It uh, is. That, the, the, so you don't feel the need to go out every night. I don't. And it's great. I do it because I uh, I enjoy seeing people. It's now a social thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go out. Like, I came to Meltdown last night. And that just was great. To, it was nice that you came and hung out, and then you jumped up and did a thing, and it yeah. was, you know, it was great. <laughs> well, that, that uh, it, beca- it becomes my reason. I'm like, if I don't go out, I'll be one of those people that doesn't go out. Yeah. And yeah. I often feel that calling to be a person that doesn't go out. Yeah. But anyway, so, like, again, we're learning that the things we don't like in other people are the things that we have in ourselves. This is something that comes up a lot yeah. in life, not just on the show. But, like, so you, to me, represent my own ability to not do things and I'm now I'm talking about me yeah be weak and need Aren't you always in a sense you got pipes <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I got a better breath be weak and require nurturing require comfort oh yeah 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 you know what I mean like we want to be, we want to be these strong Walter Whites that are making our own rules and mm-hmm. not taking shit from anybody. And uh, you, on the other hand, for some reason, represent a guy that answered the call of like, wouldn't it be better to have make our own pizza night? <laughs> and you're like, yes, it would. Yeah. And there's a part of any comedian, or even maybe. Uh, Ambitious is the wrong word, but like driven weirdo, almost like overly driven person that has to beat the shit out of the part of him that wants that. Yeah, and I've never, I I, I thought I had that desire to, you know, and and it's that's what I thought an artist's life was, like never having anything normal. Yeah, exactly. No, no, make your own pizza night. Yeah, well, there was something um, that I heard. I talked to someone who went to Bernie Mac's uh, funeral. Burning Man. There's a there's a, no that Jeff, was his cre- that was his cremation, his cremation Bernie Mac Bernie, Burning Man Bernie Man <laughs> Bernie Man that was very funny <laughs> thank you for noticing um, oh that's what I do to you I always just say that you just funny. say you rarely laugh yeah yeah you laugh or you just you just go Futurama <laughs> oh my God we talked about that yeah I called you Futurama yeah you just go Futurama joke you say things that are so funny that's what Futurama is I never laugh at it I just sit in awe of it. I'm like, that's an impressive joke. Thank but it, you. it doesn't like tickle me. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't actually get an involuntary reaction. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Uh, I um, my comedy, what I'm really out there for is just trying to get people to go. Huh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> 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 
no guffaws, no turtles, yeah. no laugh out loud. Just a, huh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. The, the, the wanting to quit thing. And we'll get back to make your own pizza night yeah. in the way of the artist, which is what you were going to say. It, that that reminds me of, of somebody that like needs to needs to destroy, needs to see a really a, 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 an atomic set, yeah. And then you'd never you'd never walk away. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I've had good. Sets. Of course you have. Yeah. I'm not, I, and no part of me was saying you. Yeah, haven't. yeah, yeah. No, it's and it's uh, and you know I'm I'm also that kind of guy that walks off. Uh, Going like oh, fuck, and people going that was great, mm. and you know, as a comic, you know the difference between that was great, mm-hmm. and that was like wow, that was great, mm-hmm. and but you're all you're thinking about is just now this could have got more, I could have gotten put in this order, it could have been much better, I could have jumped up on this part, I could have you know, mm. uh, you know, there's a billion things that I did wrong in, in every time. I, I, we just need that 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 marriage mentality, that groove, that green lighting. You're loving yourself mm-hmm. to apply to your art. I think a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm my own worst comedy cop. Really, yeah. when, every time I have a new idea, or I want to tackle, just like I said, you know, earlier, just uh, what what do I have to say as a white male? Yeah, but w- what does that mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? What, I, like, what, I, I get what you mean, but yeah. I'm like, what? Um, like if you were a, a Korean girl, I'd be like, "Go on." <laughs> I don't. I don't really like care. Uh, you know, and this isn't me being colorblind. Yeah. I don't really care if you're a white guy or a, or a black woman. I think it's more of a way to just say, how, like, uh, you're just another a, person. I'm just another. But just Lou, another. Louis isn't saying. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he's just another white guy too. Yeah, that's true. No, I know, I know. That, and it was really just like me trying to find another, you know, hook to hang out. You know, hang my anxiety on. Yes. When it comes to that stuff. And another reason to have a make-your-own-pizza night. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when I was starting and uh, we used to go and do these terrible road gigs. One was at Pheasant Run, Zany's Pheasant Run. And this guy was like, when I used to see in the newspaper, uh, you know, this weekend at Pheasant Run, MC, Pete Holmes, this guy, and this guy. Like, two idiot unknowns. And me. And I'd drive like an hour and a half (laughs) to the saddest part of Illinois to do comedy for people who just didn't give a fuck yeah and he was like i remember i'll see your name in the paper and it just makes me sad and i just remember being like oh i kicked the shit out of that part of myself yeah that you represent that weakness this is that crazy there will be blood like why don't i own this fuck you get out of the way i'm gonna shoot my own guy uh, my own brother for yeah yeah just like a weird cruelty that then kind of comes out towards you yeah yeah i think so um, not, just, not obviously uh, never unkind yeah. or anything. Well, you know, it's, uh, to say like, you know, stay home and make pizza night. It's, uh, which is something I love to do, which sounds great, but it takes, it takes one to know one. Yeah. Yeah. Remember and what, we're it, on what, the it, same page. what it really has been is this past year is also like trying to, um, trying to achieve uh, this. It sounds so pretentious, but I, you know, I thought, I think about the life of an artist or, you know, it's, I, I was talking to a buddy of mine. And he was saying, you know, he's just a guy that works at a, at a, you know, restaurant. He's like a barista at a restaurant, and mm-hmm. and, and he he was saying, like, it's like, yeah, it's just like, no, I don't want to work, but I need, I need to make money because, like, I want to mind retiring. I was like, what fucking retire? What are you fucking ta- retiring? Is for squares? Yeah, it's like we don't, we're not squares. We don't leave a square. We, we didn't start doing this kind of. Like, every time I talk to a comic that talk, you know, right. starts saying stuff like that about like making money or getting this so they can get a house or get a fucking you know mm-hmm. nicer car it's just like that's a, that's for squares mm-hmm. that's not for the people that went into a creative field for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. you sh- if, you're, if you're thinking about like doing art to make money then then you're just a salesman you're just a pitch guy yeah and you're not really an artist and if that stuff happens and you happen to be good at it that's great right but don't um you know don't undermine you know creative endeavors 
Uh, it, it, you're reminding me of something that we say on the show all the time, which is that comedy is very similar to mafia, like a mob mentality, like the mob. Yeah. From what I know from movies and television, which is just like people get – you're like, you're in it. You're yeah. in it. You know what I mean? When a guy on The Sopranos uh, wins the lottery and he wants to leave – yeah. Uh, of course, they don't let him do that. Yeah. Like, you can't leave. And I, you know, I tell people I want to take a, a little bit of a break from stand up, and they go, no. And uh, they act like I'm telling them, I want to take a break from comedy. I never want to leave comedy. Comedy is the rest of my life. That's right. all I've ever wanted to do. Right. And that's what is so great about comedy is the many wondered spectrum in which you can be involved in it. Right. Because comedy is also, you know, sketches, it's acting, it's writing, it's, you of know, course. directing, it's, you know, it could be editing. It could be, you could, there's good, there's like line producers who are good at just doing comedy shows mm-hmm. and um and that's the thing where it's like you know to say that i want to take a break from stand-up doesn't necessarily mean take a break from performing but it's know? like telling your friends you're getting divorced and i remember when i uh got divorced a lot of my friends who were married they were the last ones that wanted to hear it because it's an affront to team marriage so yes. when you say and this is again takes one to know one i want to yeah. make your own pizza night i sometimes want to take uh, you know, a night off and all that sort of stuff when you say i'm thinking of taking a break from stand-up the reason why someone reacts Unfortunately, I don't think it's because they're going to miss you. Yes, it's because, because you're reflecting their desire to quit too. Because it's hard out here. Yeah, it is. And I'm and I'm and I'm doing fine. You know, of course, I, I like what I'm doing. I ha- you know I'm going to have that TV show and and that's what's you know right now. And I just I want to make sure I'm putting the right uh, you know roads down to be happy throughout my life, mm. as opposed to having that thing that you get as a comic. Where you, it's a, you're always really looking for that next thing to make you feel fulfilled or uh, or better or complete. Yeah, that strikes me. And let's talk about this: sure. is that I don't necessarily get a fulfilled feeling from you. Now, no. Just, just when we've talked in the past, when we've been on the road. Yeah. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because a lot of people feel that way, and I'd like to you know talk about it. Yeah, I. I, I don't... We're talking about you know. I don't think Chris would mind. You're 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 a guy. Not a sidekick. You're a sidekick. I yeah, you're yeah. Si- I, I'm kind of a sidekick in like you know everything I do. I'm not. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not putting you down. Oh no, no, it's okay. I, I'm. There's no reason for us to not talk honestly about this. No, that, no, no, that no, no, might no. be one of those things that it's like, you know, and Hardwick. Of course, we're both grateful for yeah. Chris and the network and all that sort of stuff. Of course, it's great. but at the same time, that might not be a fulfilling thing. It's not, and you know, and I. It's that thing that you know. Going back to it's you know people hearing me, it's like, I, well, I wish I could. It's like if he does, he's not grateful for it. I'm completely grateful for it. Of course. Um, I like that I taught you to have a pop up. We call that a pop. Doctor Gary Penn, my therapist, calls those pop ups, which is when you just want to say what you're feeling. But I, I pointed out that you weren't having pop ups, and then you just had one. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You, yeah, I yeah. just let it be understood that we know. Yeah. In these positions, they're grateful. Yes, they're good positions. But here, here's yes. the truth of it: how you're feeling. Um, but the. Uh, it's uh i just i can't even because you interrupted me I, I, no, uh, no no i don't mean to say that as a, to be a dick i was um, saying that you don't seem fulfilled you're a hardwick sidekick and you're like i'm sidekick and everything and i don't mind being a sidekick uh it's you know andy richter was one of my favorite people in when i was growing up like, yeah andy richter i always thought was so funny i like being a guy that's off to, i'm good at it yeah i like being a guy that's off to the side that can jump in with a joke yeah that can jump in with a reference a voice you're, or something like that you're good at it thanks and uh you know, I don't like attention being on me, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. But we don't all need to be on a, a throne of skulls. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was picturing Jesselnick on a throne of skulls. <laughs> <laughs> we, Next we, pitch it to him. Oh, he'd do it. Pitch uh, it. Pitch yes. it to him. Yes. Positive skulls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but... Well, we were talking you, about you being fulfilled in general. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Um, there, there, 
I love doing the Nerdist podcast, and it's I've gotten to meet. Like, you know, my mind gets blown away on a daily basis when I think about the people I got to meet yeah. because of the podcast, which is insane to think. It's a very circular thing where I'm I'm meeting these people because of them. Yeah. Because of Mel Brooks and me loving his movies uh, inspired me to get into doing comedy and doing videos. Mm-hmm. And because of, the, um, because of doing comedy and doing videos, you know, Chris had asked me because I made videos for Super Deluxe and Chris really liked them. And he's like, oh, you should uh, work on Web Soup. Uh, and then I was making stuff. And then because I was around there, he wanted to like, he's like, let's start a podcast. Uh-huh. And I don't didn't know what one was. Uh-huh. And I was like, sure, whatever. You know, it's all. And, you know, and 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 then from doing the podcast, we get to a point where we interview Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. So I get to meet mm-hmm. Mel Brooks because of Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. And I burst into tears on a regular basis thinking about that. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing Good for you. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Because of this guy, I get to meet this guy. Yeah. It's fucking, it's a, it's time travel. Yeah, that you know? is time travel. That's very sideways. I love it. Yeah. I just mean the way he moved. Yeah. Um, well, okay, to the fulfillment point. Um, and so we're talking to these people. Yeah. And we're, and we're talking to like a lot of different people, a lot of different, you know, uh, types of people in the industry. And I'm talking, we're talking to them about their shit. Um, and I get to a point where I'm like, I'm tired of talking to people about their shit. I want to talk about my shit, and I and I want to start taking the time to make stuff that people want to talk to me about. I don't know if I feel the need to let people know I exist all the time by being on a podcast or tweeting or Instagramming, and I and I and I fall into that because I do those things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I I I want to be more of a person that you know just hunkers down and makes stuff, mm. and then puts something out there. Mm-hmm. And then let people do whatever they want with it, but it's okay for me because it's already done. And then uh, you know, and then go away and live a life and be inspired and work on something else, and then come back with another thing mm. instead of just the the thing to be a comic these days is to just be. I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm at this show. Here's me with this guy. I'm doing this. I'm talking on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, and it you know, podcast is what has elevated my people's awareness of me. Um, to a great level, but it's uh, I'm just tired of talking to other people about their shit. Yeah, that's very relatable. It, yeah. You know what it makes me uh, reminds me of is that you did music, and there's something about how you can play music alone. Like I, I yeah. keep thinking, what is your perfect life? And it's funny because like hearing you talk, I almost have this guess, and it must it's because you're from Hawaii, and I love Hawaii. <laughs> I just picture you on this island with your wife and you have your friends and your community and there's a lot of living that has nothing to do with anything other than just being in the moment and enjoying yeah. a, a big roast pig uh, you know Hawaii at <laughs> Kahlua pork and cabbage is a great meal <laughs> and then Kahlua the liquor uh, yeah but it's not spelled the same there's no H in it oh okay yeah. <laughs> and then you going off almost into some sort of lighthouse or something some sort of workplace <laughs> yeah and and with music you actually can do that yes uh, comedians I, I stole this from brian regan are musicians but we play audiences that's our, our that's yeah our instrument. that's a great yeah isn't that great yeah uh and i added to that sometimes the uh instrument doesn't show up or it's out of tune <laughs> <laughs> there's like, all these problems a couple strings Did are you broken tell that? No, uh, no, no. I've only weirded him out once. <laughs> hey, Brian, you know that amazing insight you had? Yeah. Here's some tags to yeah. your personal thought. I, I punched up your analogy. Yeah, yeah, I punched up your life choice. Yeah, but you, coming from a music background and coming from people, somebody that appreciates just art, whether it be you know painting or, or music or poetry or writing, you seem to be yearning for a more pure 
Pollock in the studio, splashing paint, fucking his broad, smoking cigarettes, <laughs> then like disappearing for three weeks yeah. into the woods and coming back and painting something else. And then occasionally, maybe, selling your stuff in some New York studio, you know what I mean, and drinking some champagne because that's fun to do every once in a while. Too. Yeah, and but the thing is I, I still like performing and I still like the idea of, you know, I like acting, I like, uh, I like doing stand-up, I like doing sketch stuff. It's like that stuff I get a kick out of. It fills me with so much joy. Um, but there is something to, you know, I get jealous. Did you see, uh, uh, Beauty is Embarrassing? No, but it's a documentary on, yeah, it's a documentary on Wayne White, who is an amazing artist. If you've ever been to the, uh, uh, Fred 62, um, uh, diner in Los Feliz. Um, mm-hmm. he, he did the, he'll take these old paintings and then put like f- phrases or words in them that are like live within the space in a 3d element within the painting. Hmm. Uh, he also was uh, one of the main guys that designed, uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, he's just this amazing artist and this, uh, he did, you know, Peter Gabriel video, um, mm-hmm. Sledgehammer. Oh, okay. I believe, I believe yeah, that sure. was the one he did. I did Sledgehammer. I did Cherry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know, it's a it's this thing about just doing what you want to do and and also living a life and not letting you know, not letting the shit get you down. And, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I just um, don't understand why then the aversion to you. You know what I mean? I keep going. your your aversion to me. I don't know that aversion to that. It's just it's just my shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just me going like we have a very similar philosophy on living a life. Having a real life, yes, and I love what you said about every day. Is that, uh, is it? Uh, it's a uh, uh, life happens every day. Life happens every day, and yeah. it's kind of like John Lennon's life is what happens when you're busy. Exactly, plans. Yeah. But you need to. I mean, that's some profound shit. So I'm completely with you. Maybe it, maybe it's because I'm embarrassed or proud or both. That I have also Daniel Plainview in there going like, no, we're going to get all the oil. Win, yeah, win, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. You bring out like this weird bully. Yeah, I'm not a bully. No, no, I was I, bullied. <laughs> I have, I have a little mean? brother syndrome. A, a lot of people, you know. Yeah, like a, I. That's why even on this podcast, I like shitting on you. Yeah, yeah. I like, and I, and I know how to take it. Right, and you do know how to take it. Yeah, because it's if it wasn't funny, I wouldn't take it. Right. If it wasn't yeah. a good joke, I, yeah. I like if it wasn't a good joke and it was just a, like a mean comment, I'd attack back and right, I'd tear sure. you apart. Right. But yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You know, the, you're seeing it, and that's the thing I do a lot of my life, where it's like. I say the first funny thing that comes to me. More often than not, it's mean. Mm. But like, who's ever made someone laugh by complimenting somebody? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun to be mean. Yeah, you know because oh, I it's, love being mean. Yeah, it's the best. That's that's what we do when we you know you go to Kumail's house or whatever. We're all for just pumpkin dicks. carving. We're yeah. all just assholes. Yeah, in the most wonderful way. That's the thing that was so. That was the thing that was so weird to me when you know we were doing the Nerdist podcast and you know the way I hang out with my friends is that I'm just kind of a dick. Uh, but we are all dicks. Yes. We're all like being really mean to each other. And so that's kind of like, you know, what I would do to Matt Myra on the podcast. Yes. And me and Matt, when we're hanging out, do it back and forth to each other. But you know, I love being of... a dick to Matt, too. Yeah. I saw him last night, and it's not even mean. It's kind of like back in. I just go, lose more weight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I love yelling yeah. at him. Nice he... jacket. It fits. Yeah, he, he lost a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking great, and he's, he's, and he's, like, he's doing really well. He's like, yeah. And he's one of my uh, you know, closest best friends. But um, but you know, people that listen to the, the nurse podcast are just like, why are you so mean to Matt? And I was like, how yeah. do you hang out with you? You just yeah. hug yeah, yeah, and yeah. compliment each other? That's yeah. not a friendship. Right, right, right. What makes a friend is that you can just tell them to their face, how fucking dumb or shitty they're being and then they stick around because right. that's the difference between friends and family family has to stick around friends, friends don't friends choose to yeah and they, they still show up yes you know what's interesting I'm thinking about this plain view thing Kumail has it too 
And that's that elbow in front of you. So yeah. when you guys are on stage and Kumail puts his elbow in front of you, I know that's a joke, uh, just to be a little bit upstage of you. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I, again, it's not like a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just kind of like, yeah, you got, you got to do that. <laughs> Well, you know, it's, you know, that, and that's, a, you know, what I find in, a, in any kind of comedy dynamic, there needs to be an ebb and flow of the, you know, both guys can't be crazy, mm. you know. That's right. You know, it's, it's, and it's not good for comedy. And, you know, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a backseat uh, to Kumail if it services the bit yeah. or if it services the joke or if I have to act like, I don't know what this crazy guy said, or it's, or, right, you know, right, right. or, or talk about well, what do you, you know, I don't right. mind being the stray man, whatever services the bit right. is always what's more important than being the guy up front. Mm-hmm. If the, if the comedy is more important than, uh, and then the attention. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's so challenging. It is. It's so interesting. Yeah. And, um, like what you're saying is admirable. It's, it's, uh, sacrificial and it's, uh, generous and it's big picture and it's in service of the art. And these are all good things. And, and your attitude is correct and all this sort of stuff. But what it's shining the light on, the aversion to it, again, I, I, you know, I've already said this is that there's just a part of me that's like, but we also have to burn down the goddamn village. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's all good. Like, we're these like secret, for lack of a better term, Kumail, me, these, these things, secret assholes or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like Hardwick. One of the reasons why I love giving Hardwick shit is because he is, he's the non threatening uh, nerd, you know? And, I, yeah. I, and even though I made fun of him last night for not being a real nerd that's just a low-hanging fruit yeah, yeah he actually is he loves doctor who and no he's very shit. like he's very nerdy but he's, he's also like he's he doesn't like to do it out loud but he's like one of the funniest dicks i know sure like, his mean jokes are so fucking I good they're great they're so he's so fucking but good that, at it that's tied to berbiglia and hardwick and this is something actually i don't know why he keeps coming up but marin and i have talked about is like you can't. You don't be... know why Marin keeps on coming up. Why? No, just your Pete Holmes. <laughs> ah, he hasn't been coming up that much uh, lately. But uh, it's the idea that Mike Birbiglia and Chris Hardwick and Kumail and me, just to make this really awkward, just including all those things, are like uh, nice guys. And then at the, they have a gear. Chris Hardwick. And Mike Birbiglia, even though they're just sweet, especially Mike, just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And Mike listens to the show. He's one of my good, 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 good friends. I love Mike. Yeah. We both love Mike. Hardwick is another uh, friend of ours. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you're not always just like, what up, what up, what up? I can't do uh, Chris Hardwick. Uh, but, you know, just uh, <laughs> like, oh, no, no, uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy your burrito. Uh, uh, I don't even oh, know. Oh, we're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, you can see a flash in their face that's like, oh, this motherfucker negotiates deals, ha- <laughs> like thinks about his career abstractly, you yeah. know what I mean? Has an idea of like, this is how we take this city. You know, it goes back to the Laugh Factory versus the alt room thing. Yeah. Laugh Factory guys are sitting around sharpening their axes, you know what I mean? Yeah. We have like ninja blow darts taped to our back. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're just like, don't mind me. I'm 34 playing with a He-Man doll. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's like, oh. And then like fucking taking you into the basement and eating their face. Yeah. Like Chris D'Elia, you know, a friend of, of mine, a, good, a great guy, very, yeah. very, very, very funny comic. He's an axe. 
Yeah, we're, we're secret assassins. And you know what you are? I think you're a guy that's like, it's kind of weird that you guys all have these blow, <laughs> blow darts. Yeah. Why can't we just eat a uh, yeah. barbecue? What's with all these cloaks in here? Don't look, don't look at those. Exactly. Secret ninjas. Uh, secret ninjas. Yeah. But I there, think just being a ninja is kind of secret. Yeah, sure, anyway. sure. There's a very few public yeah. ninjas. Yeah. Just a greeter at Walmart, like, hi! Yeah. Uh, just a public, public ninja. <laughs> no. Was that a bad voice? Uh, uh, no. Was that no, a, was no, it was a, a great voice. That, that laughed. Yeah, yeah. There was a hint of, I was just racist but, in your uh, life. Hi in Japanese means yes. So yeah, he was just saying yes. Welcome to Walmart. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, you understand? Yes. So you don't have, or at least I'm not seeing, and this is a compliment and a criticism, you yeah. don't have the cruelty. I don't have what it takes. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. No, no, no. And uh, don't worry. <laughs> I just Dana Gould said the same thing he to me. did not. Yeah, yeah. Tell me the story. Uh, um, <laughs> Tell me this. I don't I'm have what it takes. I was trying to no, find a way to be like, it's a good that you're not this cruel person. And then it's weird that most of the people we know that are in this weird fabled promised land yeah. are secret ninja assholes. Yeah. No, that's that's the thing where it wasn't. It he didn't takes. say it's, it doesn't. I don't have what it takes to be you know successful or anything like that. He was just saying like when I was talking about. <laughs> I was just talking about what I want in my life, and then uh, he just responded with a text saying. Oh dear, sweet, well balanced, comfortable Jonah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a uh, that, that's pizza night. Yeah, yeah. He's picking um, up on that pizza night. And and I don't, you know, it's there's there's a weird thing where I don't. Um, you guys all have like are crazy driven, right? And, you know, and that and and it shows. I mean, we're all. It's really you know, uh, comedy is uh, very subjective, and you know, I've like I if if I really pushed myself you know i'd probably become kind of like a weirdo mm-hmm. you know but uh you guys are all very driven and i just i don't i don't have that and then it shows because you guys are all very successful like you know kamel books everything he goes out for he's great he's, uh, crazy. he's great yeah he's great but and like you know he's uh and you're just driven you have you got your own show you right, know right. um it, it's a you know chris like all these guys are very driven chris has like eight shows yeah yeah exactly and, that, um, and that's not a guy playing with gi joe's on the stairs that's a guy not plotting, but yeah, kind of. You know, and that's the, and it's it's going to end up. You know, then you you get into a whole conversation about what is success. To there you go. There what you is, go. Yeah. What yeah. is success to you? What is success to anybody? You know, it's like you could say, what is success? Is it like uh, being famous and having a lot of money? Right. Um, well, we look at people like Tosh, who, from what I can tell, lives like a vampire. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like lives. I'm not putting him Just down. Lives if, by the beach. If he was here, I would say I, he really there will be blooded it. As far as I can tell, mountain of cash, house by the beach. Yeah. See you later, or see you never. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or see you. He okay? was planning on quitting everything before Tosh Point oh. Was he really? He had a countdown timer on his website because he was just. It said uh, countdown to the end of Ta- Daniel's Groundhog Day. And it was just because he was just doing, he was just making a ton of money. It's like he had a number in his head and he was just doing all these shows, you know, making a ton of money on the road, colleges, all this stuff. And he was going to quit. No. They took away the timer after Tosh became a huge hit. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's okay. So the idea of what is success and what is happiness, yeah. really, really interesting. I, I shouldn't speak for Daniel, but the idea of having amassing wealth, amassing power, and amassing fame. And then still, we, we know that. That's an old, 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 old story that yeah. we hear over and over again. And then that guy is miserable. Yeah. And then, you know, that's why I'm, I'm kind of curious as to, like, what you think your happiness is. Um, it's just 
doing what I want to do and living how I want to live. And, you know, sometimes that means... But isn't that what... Okay. <laughs> well, no. Aren't you doing that? I am. And I'm, I'm feeling pretty good these yeah. days, yeah. you know? Uh, you know, I have some money in the bank and then I got the show coming up next year, the Meltdown show. Um, and I've been just this time, I've just been really just doing whatever I want. Yeah. I've been writing stuff and I've been, you know going on auditions and really trying hard and it's just a nice I, I enjoy the process i don't get hard i don't get down on myself for just kind of watching tv all day one day or or just going on a bike ride not really thinking about anything mm-hmm. or just go to record stores and just flip through records which is you know very like a zen thing for me to do uh it's i you know it's just it's how people perceive success and then you people will project their idea of success onto you and then yes. and, and then which make, is what i'm doing and then and they'll make you feel bad they'll, you know there's a, a great bill watterson quote bill watterson the creator of calvin and hobbes where he uh he is this beautiful thing he says like throughout your entire life people are going to say that you should strive to have more that what you're doing isn't enough that you should get the promotion get the raise get more money do this and that um and and it's just they're going to tell you that the whole day they're going to give you a million ways to sell out and you're going to hear about all of them and those things won't won't make you happy Hmm. and that's you know it's it's a very beautiful quote that you can find online the zen comics uh who take like really inspirational quotes and then do comic versions of them Mm -hmm. took that his quote from there uh if, if katie if you can find that uh zen comics uh, Bill Watterson quote. Oh, I, I know um, Zen comics. Yeah, and they and they did it in a in a they did it Calvin too. and Hobbes style. Really, you know? and it's it's beautiful. And I I I go back to it and I think about it a lot. And it's uh, it's just gorgeous. It's and it's uh, well, a guy who was sitting on a billion dollars if he would have allowed us to make Calvin and Hobbes lunchboxes. Yes, exactly. Um, do you mind? Do you do you, no, you, you want to hear it? it? Of course. What am I? A monster? All right. Cool. Uh, so creating a life that reflects your values and satisfies your soul is a rare achievement. And it's so that it's just you know, sorry. In a culture that relentlessly promotes avarice and excess as the good life, a person happy doing his own work is usually considered an eccentric, if not a subversive. Ambition is only understood if it's to rise to the top of some imaginary ladder of success. Someone who takes an undemanding job because it affords him the time to pursue other interests and activities is considered a flake. A person who abandons a career in order to stay home and raise children is considered not to be living up to his potential, as if a job title and a salary are the sole measure of human worth. You'll be told in a hundred ways, climb uh, in a hundred ways, some subtle and some not, to keep climbing and never be satisfied with where you are, who you are, and what you're doing. There are a million ways to sell yourself out, and I guarantee you'll hear about all of them. A lot of drawings, a lot of drawings. To invent your own life's meaning is not easy, but it's still allowed. And I think you'll be happier for the trouble. There you go. Goosebumps. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. Um, and so with that, you know, Goosebumps. people, you I just, just got Arl Steined. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What? <laughs> That's great. I was, I was going to make a Goosebumps Arl Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's true. Um, and so with that idea, you know, a lot of people are going to just say, well, you're not successful because you don't have a TV show yep. or you're not getting this. You're not getting that. I'm making a living. I don't own a house, but I don't have the weight of owning a house. Mm-hmm. I don't have, you know, I, I, I did for so long I was doing stuff I didn't want to do. And you can really take that path and be to the left of what you wanted in the first place. You're at the same level of, you know, financially or whatever success wise of uh, where you want to be, but it's not in the same track. Mm-hmm. And so you can easily just get caught up in, 
attention or money or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think that's the way I want to do stuff. Um, there's a, there's a thing that happened once where someone asked me, uh, what my dream person to be on the podcast would be on the Nerdist. And I, uh, I was like, Oh, it'd be amazing to get Ian Mackay. And they said, who's Ian Mackay? And I said, Oh, he's a, he was a minor threat, embrace Fugazi. He runs discord records. He's a lead, lead guy. Yeah. Main guy. I had a t-shirt with him on it. Yes. He, he, did, he didn't steps. make that. He did not make that. Oh no. No, he's no. Not into that. <laughs> Um, and, and the guy is like, Oh, well, what are those? I've never heard of those bands, and and I and that's okay, that's sure. okay. Um, you know, there's there's I a lot of people can't that believe I am, but you know, yeah. I, I but like, there's a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh would go like, "What do you mean you do? That's like the biggest, you know." And yeah. I, and I go, "No, no, no, no. It's fine. Most of everybody ever will never know who Ian Mackay is, mm-hmm. but that doesn't take away anything." about how much he has inspired me and changed my life and continues to inspire me with, uh, with what he does and who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, and I, yeah, I'm not it, just because people don't know who he is or people don't think he's successful. It doesn't mean he isn't. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Everyone's projecting what they think he should be or, or it, what is if, well, he's, he must be nothing if I don't know him. Mm-hmm. And then even on top of that, then I get in my car and then I turn on, uh, my iPod and I'm listening to, you know, uh, this band Dillinger four and it's one of my favorite bands of all time, really big band in the punk scene. Mostly everybody won't ever know who they are. And then I listen to the Dickies, a band that like, I listened to their album uh, that came out in 2001. It's, that was like 20, 30 years after they even made a blip on the scene. Mm. And, and like, you know, I'm listening to it and I've been listening to it on the reg for 10 years now i always go back and listen to that record meet show and puppets too and but most people who even know the dickies don't even know they put an album out that year Mm -hmm. or you know know the band even it doesn't take away how much i like it or how much it you know i listen to it or inspires me some real tree falling in the woods shit yeah it really is yeah yeah it really is if a punk band puts out a record and no one hears it yeah and it's all it's all just it's all you know it's all the perception of uh where, where you where you care to put your energies and your efforts it does it, it is challenging me I, I realized that i was watching a band called death which is it's great it, great documentary. it is really great yeah. i'm about halfway through so don't spoil i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> did they, they make it yeah, yeah. He, he comes back to life <laughs> sorry <laughs> turns out death is an ironic title yeah there you go he, uh, but I was watching that and I realized I all but said it out loud. And you know, I think this is just my father, and I think it's my upbringing, and and maybe even my country. You know, yeah. and maybe even a buying of an American sort of this is success. It's like a Toyota Forerunner on the top of a mountain sort yeah. of thing. Is I'm watching that movie and I'm like, I prefer documentaries about Nirvana. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I prefer documentaries about winners. I like mm-hmm. watch. I'm but. Uh, that doesn't make me unique. That's everybody. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. A band called Death is a great documentary, but I'm watching it and I'm like talking about how the collectors are buying their their seven and it's not even a seven inch. It's a, it's a single yeah. for eight hundred dollars, and that's a big deal. And I'm like, you know, th- these guys never made it. They never got that feeling of like. And you know what? It, it does feel good. It does feel good. Yeah. It feel like you know the other side is is uh, if Minor Threat had gotten even bigger or whatever, and they. Not that they played some huge thing, but like I don't know, I don't well, know what I'm saying. You know, you know what I mean? Nirvana would have kept on playing if they never got you know Smells Like Teen Spirit on the radio. They right. would have kept on being a band. Hell, they fucking probably would still be a band today. Right. But you know what's great here? The, Kurt Cobain is actually one of my 
as strange as this sounds, role models. I know he did heroin and you know killed himself and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But I can't wait till you follow that path. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> See, Joni, you got claws, man. I love it. <laughs> I, uh, I love Kurt Cobain, and, and people have heard me say this before, but it's like he wanted to make pop music. He yeah. Lo- he loved the Beatles. But did. Pop means popular. He wanted to make hooks and choruses that people could get stuck in He wanted in to be the biggest head. band in the world. He wanted to be the biggest band in the world. Yeah. So that's why I like stories about them more than I like stories about uh, Searching for Sugar Man. You know what I mean? I watched that movie, and that you saw that? Yeah, that's great. He had the quiet integrity, and he was also moving refrigerators. Yeah. Here's the, he tried, though. He did try, yeah. and, and he did try, and then uh, he spent however many decades in obscurity, yeah. and then that movie, this is a movie, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a movie about a guy who had this hit record, not even a not hit even record. Hit. He just put out two records that no one really bought. And nobody really bought, but everybody that knew him was like, this guy's the greatest. It's a great yeah. documentary, you should watch it. Then he lives in obscurity for all these years. I think he was probably doing drugs. That They never really said yeah, that. Yeah, it seems like he just kind of got like, lost in that. I think he did some drugs. Yeah, yeah. And then, then it turns out. And then it turns out he's a huge, huge cult hit in South Africa. And then he goes and plays these shows in South Africa and it's very moving. Now, here's here's how my own bullshit brain can't reconcile that story. Mm-hmm. Is I go, fuck that. He should have been eating his favorite sandwich every day and getting blown in front of a flat screen sort of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Success, quote unquote. But instead, he was living in the sublime uh, integrity of knowing he was an artist. He never sold out. and And he was moving refrigerators, you yeah. know what I mean? Remember that scene? Almost in the way like a monk sweeps the steps of, of a monastery, just being like, this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not itchy for money. I don't have house payments, as you were saying. Yeah. I don't have the complication of this American dream that is very cumbersome, actually, once you start engaging with it. And then, but, so I, I'm watching him, but I'm also kind of like, fuck that. I don't want that. I don't want to find out that I'm huge in, in Norway and yeah. then do two sold out shows. No, don't worry, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite big in Norway. Yeah, you're quite big everywhere. <laughs> That's not true. That's actually, it's not true. Uh, <laughs> but do you understand? Yeah. People like you challenge people like me because, unfortunately, I'm chasing the carrot on the stick. Hey, and me- you're going, you don't need uh, the carrot. Yeah. Just play with that stick, man. Yeah, just bounce get a, get the a carrot wheel. around. Just <laughs> kick a can. And yeah. Uh, no, I mean. And I have to have a part of me that's like, fuck you, you're wrong. In a, in a, in, but no one's wrong, no one's right. It really is what the path that you want to take that makes you uh, the happiest. And, um, you know, I, I know you getting a show would make you happy. And it and it does make me and it does make you happy because yeah. you love the you, and the thing is you love the process. I do love the process. Yes, it's. Uh, do you look at the numbers? Do you care about the numbers? Not at all. See, <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. It's great. And you, it, it maybe it took you wanting the attention and wanting the you know the people. It took like, some sort of dysfunction. Of yeah, a little, a little to get bit. you to like lead you back around to, uh, lead you back around to you know where you're zen or yeah. where you're happy. Right. You for know? for better or worse. I'm not happy moving refrigerators. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but, I'm not either. You know, I'm, I still, I want enough money to buy the stuff I want. I want enough money to go on record. You know, it's funny and, because like as much as we've talked about money, and, and I do believe we have that in common, it has come up a lot in in this conversation. Yes. Which isn't a bad thing. I have no, no judgment on that. But I'm like, I do hear that bell ringing, the story of you and Deanna moving to another place to relieve the burden of money. You wanting to... 
uh, get it, keep enough. You almost do sound like a, a musician. Yeah. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Or like an artist. You sound a little bit like that artist mentality of like, we have enough to keep making it. Yes. For another month. Yeah. Well, that's probably you know, a good place for an artist to be. Yeah. You know, I, I have, uh, I, I got my nut, you know, it's, it's there. It's uh, a lot of it came from Bing, uh, doing the Bing commercials. Oh, I forgot about the Bings. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people did, uh, which is great. Ah. Hmm. Yeah, I do. That's actually is kind of great, right? Yeah, yeah. It's best you don't case necessarily scenario. want to be thought of as the Bing guy. No, but it, you know, it, it no, allowed nothing it, wrong with it. It allowed me to you know quit my job and start working on my own stuff. You know, quit the soup and you know, yeah, kind of do more stuff that I wanted to do. I yeah, I'm. You know, it's as far as uh, companies to be involved with. Like you know, I I I don't care either way about which engine I search on. But you know, Microsoft isn't isn't that evil of a company. You know, it's uh, that's their search engine. Uh, yeah, the Microsoft is the the parent company of Bing, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's it's you know the, that company does a lot of good stuff. We got you know, so I could rationalize it in that way. But I understand. Uh, but either way, it's just like I did a thing for money, and I've done stuff for money, and I'll have to do stuff for money that I don't want to do in the future. Right. Um, but as long as it's you know in the realm of comedy, is that's that's what's most important. And as long as I I'm not you know starving, and I can you know buy stuff that I feel like I want. See that's see that's my my plain view. Yeah. In me right now is going like I'm not saying I'm right. I'm going you need more. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like are you, you saying need, I need more or are you no, saying you need more? That's my own voice talking to me. Yeah. It's like you can't just have a, like a nut. You got to have like Honestly, it's 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 one of the reasons why I relate to those big alpha characters. It's like you got to have – like uh, when Walter White says, I'm not in this for money. I'm in this to build an empire. Yeah. And ultimately, I don't know if Walter White was unhappy. I think at the end that we're supposed to believe – spoiler alert. No, yeah. no, no real spoiler. But I, I just think at the end we're supposed to think that he was happy. Yeah. As strange as that is, Daniel Plainview was not happy at the end of no. uh, "There Will Be Blood." No, you're not too. You're not too much in a good mood when you bludgeon somebody to death. No, nope. you, you, you know, I bet it felt pretty good. I don't think he was feeling anything at that point. Yeah, in yeah that movie, I think he was completely yeah. dead already. He was yeah. in the tomb. His whole house was a tomb. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if I, my tomb had a bowling alley, I'd be pretty. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, but it's an interesting perspective on ambition and stuff. It is. It is. And you know, it's is that who you think about? You know, the most is uh, Daniel Plain. But is that your favorite? That's your favorite movie, right? It is my favorite movie, and I think uh, Chelsea put it well. She's like, you can't have your personality and have that be your favorite movie. And I was like, well, that, that's because that movie clearly speaks to this – The m- real personality of Peter well, well, I would say, you know, one of the, my main uh, revelations, my own personal revelation in doing the show, and one of the main messages that I want people to hear is that we all need to be okay with the different sides of ourselves. And we, all, we need to respect and honor each of them yes. instead of homogenizing yourself and ironing it out and just being – uh, fucking tucked in sweater youth pastor. You yeah. know what I mean? Get that shit out of here. Yeah. But the truth is, is that I do have that sort of, I do have like a guy that's just like, uh, that can be petty and jealous and angry yeah. and entitled. And I don't see him often, but he shows up. And I, I'm glad I have veto power over him. But I, sometimes when I'm drunk and I don't get my way, I, I get a good look at a screaming toddler that's like, fuck that. Yeah. Give me what I want now. He he doesn't ever say things and he doesn't do things but he either. Feels them. But I feel it. I, yeah. I and that's the scary one of my scarier feelings. It doesn't show up often, but I'm like, oh, 
I, I, I have this this feeling like I should be adored, I should be given what I want, all this sort of stuff. I don't yeah. think I act that way, right? No, no, I don't think you act that way either. But, but, it's but like there. I said, like you know, I have the I have a lot of those same things, you know, too. And I uh, my my pursuit is to get rid of them, not get rid of them. They they exist and they have their merit because yeah. you know there's you you like you said you can't homogenize yourself. You have to be no one is one way, right? Uh, it's just impossible. Like, the brain will, um, you know, think of three different versions of everything you can be, you know? Yep. And, uh, I, I just, I, I think your success is, it, it comes from a real honest place of wanting to spread joy. I hope and, so. And yeah, it, it, and that's, that's the feeling I get. It's just, uh, you're really good at it. And then like, it, then you, if I feel like you, you brag about, it, but it's just you being <laughs> excited that you're able to do it. So right, well. right. Yeah, yeah, I, that's so kind of you to say. I, I think that is it. I, I think there's a let's have fun, and then also you're okay. Yeah, you want to know a weird thing too. I, uh, but I, you're okay too. Yeah, I'm fine. No, I, but I, <laughs> I want you to know that I think you're more. Oh, than okay thanks. That I, you know, you're. Here's the thing. You're here's a weird thing that happens to you that doesn't really happen with me and any with any other person is that the longer I don't see you, the more I tend to like be irritated by you, and then we'll run into each other, and then I'll walk away going. I was like, what was wrong with me? Yeah. Like, Pete's like a good guy. But that's we, how we I, have him. that's exactly how I'm with you. It's, it's yeah. a weird thing. It's and really it's, odd. And it's because, and I know maybe we've made this point, is that I am just that fucking stupid idiot blowing a horn and being like, heralding his own arrival. Yeah. And to me, you're the guy that goes, no one look at me. And I go, I can't have that. <laughs> because because when I was you, that's when that's when the like pain followed when I was like you. Yeah. You build up walls and you work out. I don't mean I don't literally work out, but yeah. you know, junior high was like a rough time for yeah, me. Yeah. Same here. Teased a lot mm-hmm. and and uh, didn't really make friends. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that's. You know, that's where the cruelty comes. That's where that's where Plainview, you're basically your id, you know what I mean, or your ego really, yeah. goes like, I'll take it from here. Because this little this little puss puss guy can't take it. He's not gonna be able to take it anymore. So let's get him his own show. Yeah. Let's get him fans. Let's get him whatever, influence. Yeah, but at the same time, shows can only uh, ever last for so long of course and when a show ends does that mean you're not successful anymore not necessarily there you go um you know it's also the the perceive it's and it's really just it's all perspective everything is it um, is it, you know the fact that jimmy carr who's a huge huge tabloid worthy celebrity in the uk can come and just be a guy another guy on a show at mm-hmm. the meltdown or anywhere mm-hmm. else in the in the states rove mcmanus who's an awesome guy really funny comic but you know was the conan of Australia mm-hmm. had his quirky, weird show for ten years. Ended it, and it comes out to here, and he's just another dude. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, and to say it's like out here, oh, you're not successful. Nobody is successful. Similar to going from Chicago, where we all thought we were the shit, going to New York that killed a lot of guys. The starting over of it, yeah, and then even coming out here, and it wasn't a complete start over, but it was a little bit of a start over. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you, and and that's part of being an artist and part of being a person is the renewal of your of your shame and your <laughs> and your low status. Yeah, but yeah. you're you're absolutely right. It's advertising, and and the thing that searching for Sugarman, uh, you in this conversation right now, uh, there will be blood. All these things are are making me realize that I'm buying in to a. Tr- I'm buying the car. Yeah. You know, when they sell car, I did these Volkswagen commercials, you know. I remember I auditioned for it, and then I told the casting lady, I was like, 
you should talk to Pete Holmes because this is how these are written. Ha, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, they did. The guy was a fan of this podcast, the guy yeah. who wrote them and, and did write it uh, basically for my voice. And then um, – so I, I did end up doing them. And then I remember – and this isn't putting down Volkswagen or putting down advertising in general. I have to, oh, don't hurt the feelings of Volkswagen. <laughs> uh, but I remember just the language after doing, I don't know, we did like 12 of them or something. I started to realize we were selling, uh, of course, not the car. We were selling um, safety, yep, uh, invincibility, mm-hmm. leisure, fun. What about leisure? Leisure as well. Yeah, okay. Leisure hosen. We are lesion. <laughs> but then I'm realizing that this American dream being TV show, success, mm-hmm. respect, um, access. Access is a big thing for me. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I bought a car, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I do love the car. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it, but car. in a spiritual way, something that you do that's challenging me is going, there is no car. And there is no... Twitter at reply that can build you up or break you down. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I believe is that everything you need is inside of you already. And as Bill Watterson was saying, the guy that takes a shit job so he can go home and draw and be with his wife and kid, that is noble and that is being present. And that's, uh, what is it again? Every day? Uh, Life happens every day. Life happens every day. Every day is every day is also a good way of putting it. I guess. I like yours better. (laughs) But you know what I mean? There, There is something spiritual to that uh, and there's something I think I would say uh, enlightened about that. Whereas I'm still kind of eating a little bit at a McDonald's because I love it. Yeah, I'm loving it. Mm. Oh, it's so bad. It was it was a bit of a shoehorn. It was bad. Yeah, but it's okay because the point came across, and it was done in a very nice pop culture way. It really bothered. You should have a talk show. Uh, uh, no, no, no. But of a bitch. I uh, yeah, I think uh, it's and it's a struggle for me. You know, it's uh. I'm a lot of my friends are, you know, buying houses and, you know, have nicer stuff than me. Yeah. But also I can turn around. I could just like face the other way. Uh, and I can see all the guys I started at open mics with. Yeah. And I'll realize that they're, you know, thinking the same thing as to me. Of course. Me. Of course. And That's why when we're talking about leaving the soup, your hell job at the soup, people are like, fuck you. Yeah. I know a lot of friends that would fucking kill to have that job. Of course. It's yeah. very interesting. But where you are is where you are. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and you'll, one of the big challenges in my life is I, I feel like – I said this on the last episode, but I was like, you know, some people never go anywhere because they're never where they are. You know what I mean? They never take a moment to actually be where they are. So they're, like you said, they're always just moving to the next show, yeah. the next thing. Okay, I have my own TV show. Am I going to host SNL? You know what I mean? Or yeah. am I going to be a success? Or am I going to get renewed? It's always the next sort of thing. Yeah. And then I hear my mother's voice, and I'm like, she's like, money doesn't buy happiness, but it helps. That's something that she always would say. Yeah. It just, you know, but it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't buy happiness. It buys, uh, you know, the shot of whiskey, yeah. which is temporary. Or it buys a, a, a you know, a, a pool. Or, it's a Band-Aid or is what it is. It buys the tank of gas that took you to the lake. Yeah. That's, that's one, of, one of the things that I think is really interesting about money is you can use it to do really crunchy free thing oh totally but it provides you the leisure mm-hmm. the leisure yes to have that thursday off yeah and we do go to whatever park that was where we all went through the frisbee around and stuff that's a that's a glorious thing yeah there was a time where d and i were talking about like figuring out the backyard of our place and bills and all this stuff and well i could do this or we can do this and then i like we both stopped and and i looked at her i was like remember when we were supposed to be punk 
Remember when we were supposed to just not care about the stuff? And, yeah. And it's uh, and it's it's kind of a constant struggle. You know, my 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 heroes have always been kind of like underdog kind of guys. Mm. You know, my favorite movie of all time is Ed Wood. I haven't seen it. Ed Wood is the. It's a came out in 1994. It was starring Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp uh, directed by Tim Burton. Um, what? Mar- Martin Landau. They, they worked together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that might have been their first movie together. Mm. Uh, but um, but it's a it's it's my favorite movie of all time. I watch it constantly, and it's you know it's a neat thing. It's this guy that's you know doing it just to do it. He's not getting anything out of it. He's yeah. not getting accolades. His movies are shit. Right. But he's just working on that movie to work on the next movie and just to keep on making stuff because that's what he likes to do. Sure, he ends up dying nameless and uh, an alcoholic after making some kind of B porno movies and then just pa- passed out and died on his friend's couch. But he, this this conversation has been really special for me and I, I'm grateful for it. And it's not over. I'm just saying I think it's funny that we both have our favorite movies the same movie. Yeah. They end the same way. Yours yeah. is a guy doing it for nothing, and mine is a guy who's like, I'm not happy until black gold is spilling everywhere yeah. for everyone to see. Yeah. In fact, light it on fire, and I'm going to sit casually and watch it. And you're like, Johnny Depp just wants to make movies. <laughs> it's the same, and they both end alone and dead. Well, it's the... Uh, it's the um... I know Plain View doesn't die, but you know. He died a long time ago. He died when that fucking... He killed that dude. Yeah, that's when his the the last re- the last breath of his soul is exhaled. Yeah. as he shoots that guy. Um, but if you're listening to the show and you haven't seen There Will Be Blood, I'm allowed to spoil it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's the um, yeah, just the idea that uh, you know, I can't remember. You know that thing you do I sometimes where you it's again. no, 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 All no. Right. But there's that thing where it's uh, you know, if I just keep on saying things that sound like it was something I was going for, I'll remember it. Oh, I do that on the show constantly. Yeah. In fact, if I could uh, isolate my talent, I was talking to Emily Gordon about this. It's it's the ability to be talking while thinking about what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, it's it's a nice. What's the guy that talks about comedy? Is a uh, um, your your brain is in the future, your mouth is in the present. Uh, uh, and the crowd is in the past or some kind of weird interesting. thing. Yeah, I can't remember who said that. But well, it's, uh, I, you know, it's been a while. Uh, but we were talking about, Emily and I were talking about trying to, we were talking about talent and we were talking yeah. about the, the thing that your brain can do. And I was like, that's why, you know, I'm not saying I'm like the world's greatest host or anything, but you have to be able to read the cue card, yeah. think about the audience. Uh, first, first and foremost, how is it coming across? How are you coming across? What are you doing with your hands? Mm-hmm. How should I stand? Where should I look? No one tells you these things. So you're making about 100 million choices in a second, and you're reading copy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and you're making it sound natural. And, that's, and you, have to, you have to make it sound natural. Sort yeah. Of thing. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I don't know. We and just... there's, there's certain people, you know, there was a, and there's a learning curve on it sometimes. You know, I, I picked up on it pretty quick when I had to do it um, for a pilot I did recently, and, uh, or a couple pilots. And then, um, and, you know, I was thinking about when uh, W. Kamal Bell, like, you know, his first episode of his show, uh, you know, he was really locked into that prompter. Yeah. And it, it was unsettling. And he's such a funny guy and he's so charming. And I was like, what's what he happened would, to Kamal? He would have benefited from like bullet points almost. Yeah. But then he, you Loosened can learn. Up. Yeah. You can learn it. And he kept on coming off of it. And by the, you know, yeah. which is a shame, by the yeah, end of the show, he'd become, he'd become a really good host. Yeah. With the, with the different talents. A host is a very, very different talents. Uh, but uh, yeah, but then again, there's nothing I ever had much. Uh, even you know, I would. I remember just even as much as I was ever obsessed with uh, Letterman and Conan, there was always a sadness I felt while watching them. Well, you know, 
I think I know what you're talking about, and it goes back to what you were saying. And I, I do want to hear what you what you mean by that. Yeah. But to take a guess, talking about the everyday of it, there's something uh, to me a little bit sacrificial and almost a little bit grotesque, not gross, but grotesque about the doing it every day and everybody knowing that that's the arrangement. And there is a little bit of a call in the gesture for him to dance for us yeah. sort of thing. When we know those gestures, gest, gest, gestures, gestures. Which are you talking about the, like a court gesture yeah, or gestures, gestures as gestures, gesticulate? Gestures. Okay. Those court gestures, uh, you know, get constipated and sometimes feel depressed or eat a bad sandwich or yeah. uh, miss their mother or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But they do have to come out and just do that show. But that's everybody. What yeah. the, the, the tiredness that you might feel or the sadness that you might feel off of a letterman who wouldn't give it up for the world yeah. is also you have to brush your teeth in the morning. Mm-hmm. You have to you shower. You have to go somewhere. You have to wake up. Yeah. You have to comb your fucking stupid hair. You have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. So they're doing it. But I think uh, a, a late night show specifically is is a, an acceptance of uh, impermanence, is the idea that the bridge is burning behind you. And even though you're watching it, and even though you might kill one, you have to do another one. And there's something really beautiful about that. Yeah. There's something also very sad about it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Johnny Carson, the greatest there ever was... Conan hosted that uh, Greatest Moments of Carson on what Turner's or yeah. something. And I don't know if anyone gave a shit. This is me talking. Mm-hmm. If anyone should give a shit, shouldn't it have been me? You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually don't want to watch that stuff because I don't want to end up uh, get, imitating get him. him. Yeah. But like, I, I believe, I, I don't think Conan would mind me saying, he did say something along the lines of, not no one gives a shit, but it's it's weird that not enough people you know, pay mind when you're like, here's the box set of Johnny Carson. People are like, ah, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. But that's all of us. It's not just Carson. It's everybody. No. And that's, that is a thing uh, where everything is going to go away. You know, it's a, uh, well, that's it. Yeah. Everything goes away. And so why, you know, why like, there is no show. Head? You don't have it. I don't have a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have a show, but I don't. Yeah, exactly. It's going to stop, you know. Uh, but this this is real Zen stuff. It really is. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know. Is that your thing? It's been, uh, this year has been me trying to uh, achieve Zen. Brain. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think about it a lot. Um, I try to meditate, but then I end up falling asleep. Uh, Sit up. Are you <sighs> lying? Ooh, like you didn't I was just taking that. naps. <laughs> 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 you magical dick. <laughs> You are sitting up and you're still falling asleep. Uh, yeah, I, like I nod off and I kind of, you know, it's real. I can sleep. That's why, I, you know, that's why I always when I was in my party days preferred uppers to downers. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I want to, um, I want to be happy and I want to accept uh, the world around me and um, I want to do my best to talk about it without sounding insanely pretentious like I am now. I don't think you are. Have you listened to the show? <laughs> <laughs> but the idea. I mean, it, can, it can't be said enough, is every mystic and every enlightened person has always just tried to point you to the idea that it's right now. Yeah. We're talking about, if I get X, I will be happy. You, what I've heard you saying, is a very Zen thing. Uh, there is no later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Daniel Plainview is going like, fuck that shit. Yes, there is. But he's like the least enlightened person ever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the Buddha... See, there's pretension. <laughs> it's, it's telling you to slow down. It's like all you have is this shower. Smell the soap. Feel the water. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, slow down. Mm-hmm. Look at how many, 
Like sometimes I do that in the shower. I look at, at the shower curtain, the rings, and they're little balls. You know, I got one of those balls. Yeah. And I'm like, in each one of these balls, there's a reflection of everything in the room. Mm-hmm. It's like this perfect. And you take something like mushrooms, and that wakes you up to the yeah. tr- the reality. Yeah, you don't need a drug. And I, you know, sometimes I come across as this big mushroom advocate, but honestly, I'm just I'm just in favor of the thing that 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 mushrooms kind of points you towards, which is. The water is amazing. The stillness is amazing. Yeah. The light is amazing. The reflection on the balls is amazing. Your own balls are amazing. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. Um, yeah, there's something, you know, taking uh, mushrooms and, uh, you know, I was in the desert once. Place to do them. Um, I, don't, I didn't like the desert. It was a bunch of us hanging. It was a, bunch, a good time. We had a great time. But, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't because of the landscape. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it was at night looking mm. up into the sky. And realizing that there's more, you can see more, like, there's more stars there than you can see. Mm-hmm. But for just a moment, you can see them. And it's like, it's only for these fluttering instances that your brain can comprehend how big everything is. That's great. And it's, That's, and That is it's a mushroom beautiful. thought. Yeah. And it's true that your eyes and your brain are doing a job constantly of prioritizing and filtering what you're seeing. Yeah. And when you do slow down, whether it be through meditation or a substance like, you know, mushrooms, uh, it wakes you up to the idea that there's when you almost I like in really centering yourself and really becoming present to holding your breath. There's almost like a holding your breath quality yeah. to it where you're like, I say it to myself all the time, and this is pretentious. I go, show me present, Pete. I go, show me present. Like I'm just always trying to tell myself, like, can you do it? Yeah. And there's this inside your head breath holding that allows you to see some more stars and it just even if it yeah. is just for a second and birds floating around your head in a circle uh, what do you mean <laughs> stars you see stars, stars you hold bitch. your breath yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. It's like a cartoon <laughs> yeah, thing yeah like a looney tune yeah like a looney tune <laughs> yeah but you're you're right and that's a, that's a, that's gorgeous and that's true yeah that's one of the things that I like about uh, mushrooms is that it doesn't it doesn't turn you on to anything that isn't true yes uh you with with acid it can you know, it folds your brain in on itself and it, you know, there's things touching that shouldn't and <laughs> things are a bit more intense than they should be. Mm. Uh, and your brain has the ability to make stuff up mm-hmm. on acid where in shrooms, it just, uh, it plays with what you have already. That's it doesn't bring in any synthetics. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's like, well, I'm just have all these toys and my, my, you know, my brains, the shrooms will just, you play with the toys, but acid, you bring in like lava and, you know, and mm-hmm. like all these things to make something else. Then all of a sudden it's a bomb. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I like about. That's great. Yeah. Mushrooms. So, uh, are you feeling kind of Buddha-y? No, no. I, uh, I just, yeah, I, I try. That's all but I But I mean, try. you're, you're a Buddha leaning, spiritual seeking person. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't really. That's the answer that a Buddha-leaning, spiritual-seeking person. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what you would say. So you know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not saying there's no God, but if there was a God, it yeah. Would, yeah. Um, no, I. Uh, it's because it, it's. I'm not seeking any any outside version of uh, anything. Uh, what I'm trying to do is just because it's we we are all we have. We can't rely on um, anything but us and nature yeah. to uh, lead us into a place where we're we're happy. And cuz it's like if there's anything that we're to do while we're here, it is to just be happy and to be, you know, you know, to have fun with our friends and to, you know, and to, you know, to have some drinks and just have a good time. Mm. Cuz the what else is there, you know? That's a, that's a funny interpretation of love. I think what you're saying is love each other. Yeah. 
make I had to bring booze into it somehow give and receive love yeah yeah <laughs> well I mean uh, yeah booze booze will help you that drunk that we were talking about last night yeah. being with all my friends and stuff and then also having four glasses one bottle yeah of wine but booze is 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 incredible because it shows you and this is what I when the first time I ever drank because I was straight edge for a long time like when I was minor in threat. high school yeah really I was yeah. too because I was religious and then I was like no it's because I like minor threat I, I was the same way I was like I, it was because my Family and all my parents were all, like, right. you know, weed and dr- right. booze and stuff like that. So I, was I like, remember when he got to don't fuck and I was like, I don't know about that one. Well, for me, I was like, well, there's no chance of that. <laughs> that's not about to right. happen. Right, that's true. Yeah. That's true. As a fucking 300-pound 15-year-old, I'm not about to get laid. At least I can fucking think. think. Yeah. Uh, but it was just, I was like, oh, wait, there's a cooler version of saying, I'm drug-free as can be. Yeah. Um, but uh, so when I, when I started drinking. <laughs> yeah. When I started drinking. S-E with an X through it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cooler. Um, Draw it on your hand. Yeah, drug-free class of two, or smoke-free class of 2000. That's what I was. Really? Yeah, I was supposed to. That stuff worked on me. Dare all that stuff worked on me. Oh, it just made me, it, it just, I, I didn't want it because it was my rebellion against my parents. Uh, were but, they beatniks? No, no, they were just people in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, but when I first drank, it showed me, I was, I, you know, I would get drunk and I would be the, that I would be making jokes and I would be, mm. you know, more. And it it showed me that I, I can get away with a lot more as a person than I thought I could. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, there's a lot of people that say, oh, you always think you're funnier when you're drunk. You always think you're you know, more charming. And um, it's not, you know, sometimes that is the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can, you you know, the, the chemical makeup is different for everybody. Sometimes you just turn into a guy where you like, you'll say something you didn't really, wouldn't have normally said, but there's the inhibitions are down. So you said it and it made somebody laugh. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I could say that when I'm sober. And so I, I think sometimes booze can show you how much of a person you can be um, in real life mm. and get away with it. And that's what actually kind of got brought me really out of my shell. Interesting. It was, uh, it's like, I was like, man, I was like making jokes and doing voices and goofing off and everyone was laughing. And I wouldn't have done that. I would have been too nervous to do that if I hadn't drank. And so I started doing it sober. Mm-hmm. And then I became it's, it's, it's kind of like mushrooms. Mushrooms shows you you can see more stars if you hold your, your spiritual yeah. breath. Yeah. And you're like, I could just be a confident person. Yeah. I actually think that's interesting, the placebo. When I went on stage last night at Meltdown, I was acting a little bit drunker than I actually Oh, was. yeah. And that, that's uh, – Because it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It was fun. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knew I had a bottle of wine. Not that much for me. And yeah. then I go on stage and I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Jonah. That was you perfect. Yeah. So much fun. Good old Jonah sidecar Ray. Old sidecar. <laughs> Um, Son of a bitch. So yeah. what happens when we die? You don't care? Good Buddhist wouldn't care. What What does it matter? Well, I, I, you know, just this morning I was like, what if it is a lake of fire? I can't get rid of that thought. But what does it concern you now? Well, the idea that if I behave differently, <laughs> I don't go to the lake of fire. <laughs> no. Now, that doesn't resonate with my, uh, you know, my spiritual understanding now, but for better or worse, it got slipped in like the Indiana Jones while it was going down. And that idea got swept into my, that there is an afterlife, uh, the possibility of a good or bad situation after you die. Yeah. I don't, every part of me is raging against that thought. I just don't think that's enlightened. I don't think that's correct, but, uh, you know, I still worry about it. So yeah. Yeah. But you can worry about it, but it doesn't change the fact that whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So why, why let it get in the way now? Well, the, the, the evangelical Christian message is that I should let it weigh on my spirit yeah. and bother me 
to the extent that I give away my possessions, stop swearing so much, stop fucking so much, stop doing drugs, stop drinking, uh, stop being petty and uh, thieving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't steal. But you, so that but what, Christ will accept yeah. me but why don't into you, his bosom. But then why don't you, on that second thought, realize a lot of the rules put in place uh, from Christianity were based off of people uh saying that they heard somebody say this and you should oh, yeah. give me your possessions you should give you should not do this you should stay in line and sure. you'll be a good flock of course uh it's you know that's that's where that all comes from so why i know like why are you going to listen to some you know guy with a wandering band of people in the desert uh who just tried to keep his people from you know fucking fucking children and murdering each other you went with jesus no 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 that was uh, that was like moses and yeah, moses. yeah, yeah. all the early the early, works. the early works. I like the early stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's just because of cartoonish and oversimplified understanding. I'm not there now. Yeah. At my best when I'm uh, hanging out and rested and fed and, yeah. you know, with good people like you, I, I'm not afraid. You wake me up at four in the morning. Sometimes I'm like, what I'm sorry if? about that. Yeah. Like the most preposterous cosmic joke is my heart stops in my sleep and I just wake up and it's like, hey, torture forever. I I don't like, you know, I don't like that that's in there. But it's a different, it's a different plane. You know, it's a, I'm not, I'm not like really an alternate universe guy, but it's just a different thing. It's, you don't know what it is. And so you, you have no idea of what it could be. Right. But you know this, you know, life, you know, this stuff. So focus on that and don't, you know, be a good person because you want to be a good person. Mm. Be a good person because, you know, like it'd be nice if someone was good to you. That's kind of the way I've tried to live my life as a, it's, you know, when I started questioning, I was in Catholic school and I told my parents, I, I'm, I'm starting to question, you know, all this stuff. And my, my dad was just, uh, he's like, you know what? Like totally get it. It's totally fine. But if you take away any of the stuff, just there's the golden rule. That's the one thing you got to try and remember. And that's, uh, you know, treat others as you would treat, you know, you would want to be treated. Love your neighbor as you would love yourself. Yes. You keep avoiding the word love. (laughs) And the first part is loving God. See, I think I'm doing that. I think, you know, in in the pursuit of truth and art and beauty and kindness and graciousness and forgiveness and compassion and curiosity. That is a participation in the energy or whatever that I call God. And then I do try to love my neighbor as I love myself. And Jesus you know, perhaps didn't or did, but he's reported to have said that, that that's the summation of the law. Yeah. And that's what it should be. Fucking A. It's a good, it's a good way to be. It is a good way to be. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes where I've let people, you know, crash my couch or sometimes I've given people money, it's because the idea that uh, I hope if I was in need someday, someone would do that for me. Yeah. What you do the least of these you've done for me. Yeah. Boom. Bam. Wow. Good stuff. Is that it? I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I just end these when when it feels right. Feels right. It does. I, uh, I fear it. of. I, I, when I'm with guys like you, I always uh, get scared because I, like, I, I step back on jokes and I just try to be honest. No, I, we haven't tried to make this podcast funny in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. Um, <laughs> it's a break from me. Yeah. That's when people are like, "Don't stop doing the podcast." I'm like, "I, I need these conversations." The TV show will be the you know more for more going for gags, yeah. and hopefully you know some honesty too. Um, yeah. Do you have a hardest time you've laughed story? Hardest time I've laughed. I oof, I don't know. That's it. Doesn't uh, have to be good. It doesn't have to be good. I always tell people. Yeah. The the some of the ones I like the most are just. Do you want the most re- the most recent <laughs> the most recent thing that's made me laugh the hardest is that one time. Uh, it was I was outside of work when I was still at E and Matt 
Myra was on uh, Attack of the Show, and uh, he was a little unshaven. He had a cigarette in his mouth, and I took a picture of him, and then I just kind of I crunched the blacks on it, like you know, I kind of did the, up the contrast, and mm. so it made him look kind of uh, horrific. And then, and then I I kept on I posted it, but then I would redo it and crunch the blacks even more, and then he kept on looking worse and worse. And I would continue to do that, and then I started. Making, Were you posting an Instagram? Yes, and then I started like you know doing tiles of his face. And then I started making patterns and plaids out of this <laughs> And so every time great. I it's, there would, it got to a point where I'd be on my phone laughing and Deanna, my wife, would just be like, Are you doing more Matt pictures? <laughs> ah, she knew. And it's the worst because it's like it's just a mean thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, no, it just tickled you perfectly. It's so it's And so it's funny. mean. You'd be surprised how often the story is something mean. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Seeing someone fall is like one of my favorite things ever. That's Adam Pally's. My shins! <laughs> so good. I once uh, was working at the Arclight, you know those huge stairs yeah. coming down? I saw a girl, a girl co-worker, like slip on the middle one and just bump her butt on every step, like oh. literally 15 steps down. And she was fine, but I ran up, I was like, oh my god, that was so embarrassing, are you going to quit now? <laughs> and then I got suspended. You did? Yeah. For that? Yes. Yes, because it was inconsiderate. Yes. Very funny, though. Yeah. Are you going to quit now? That's embarrassing. I mean, are you okay? Uh, Your true self, Shad. That's true. Well, say keep it crispy so we can get out of here. Enjoy your crispy. Oh. Ah, Keep it your burrito. Keep your burrito. Keep your burrito away from me, mister. That's the worst turn down. Hey, keep your burrito. (laughs) Keep your burrito crispy. Keep your burrito crispy. Keep, keep. Deep fried burrito. No good. No? No. You'd think it would be. Yeah, you would. <coughs> Every time. Every time you see it on a menu, you think it's going to be good. Turns out, not good. Not a good one. Yeah. Well, you keep it. I'll say it. I'll say it for keep you. Keep it crispy. Ah, keep it crispy. I'm the best. I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing it, man. Of course. so crispy. Now leaving Nerdist.com.